Ladies and gentlemen, this is an auspicious day. What a day! What a fabulous day! It is, in fact, a red-letter day. Today marks the dawning of a new episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. Featuring Parker. If at first you don't succeed, keep on sucking till you do succeed. <laughs> and Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Two premier content creators promoting the healthiest brand integrity in the world. Tell them what they've won, Spider. The way I see it, this should be a very dynamite show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. My name is Chris. With me, as always, is Parker and Alex, and we just watched It Chapter 2. Now, we're going to try to be really fair to this movie that totally sucks balls, but uh, the most important thing here is, Alex, we didn't have you on for the last time that we discussed uh, Stephen King, so the most important things I want to get uh, out of the way, what are your thoughts on A... Stephen King, in general, as an author, uh, not as a human being, it's whatever, and be on It Chapter 1. So I'll take the second part first. Okay. I, uh, I watched It Chapter 1 in theaters. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it way more than I expected it yeah. to. Like, I, I saw it, like, almost a month into its run. Right. Cause, like, I just was like, I don't fucking care about Stephen King. Like, whatever. Enough people told me it was good. I was like, all right, I'll give this a shot really enjoyed yeah, it. Right. was very surprised, was very pleasantly surprised that as a well put together movie that's interesting, that has like a succinct plot that does not have any turtles or <laughs> child orgies right. or any bad things in it. Uh, about Stephen King though. So here's the thing about Stephen King. Stephen King fucking sucks and everything that Stephen King has ever done that I enjoy aside from The Shining which he hates is Something that I enjoy almost purely for meme value. Okay. Like, so, uh, uh, Parker, do you remember what uh, girl Alex said about Stephen King? Do, would you contend that boy Alex has been infinitely more positive about uh, Stephen King than girl Alex? It's close. Yeah, it's pretty I'll close. It's that Alex bond. Yeah, it really we just, is. We do yeah. this. I sure hope my recording doesn't go missing. Yeah, it'd be a real <laughs> shame if something were to happen like that. Okay. You know, we're we're just all the same, so... Very, knows? very similar in so many different ways. Parker, do you have any news? Please head up. Chris, how do you feel about a reboot of Face Off? Oh, here I was. I had no news, and then I read a good that, time. and I knew I had to ask you. Do we have a cast list yet? Nope. <laughs> Wait, actually, that's a good question. Well, that's everything. Alex, that's Because here's really my important. thing. I don't want this movie to be made unless one of the two is Paul Giamatti. Ooh. I don't care if, if don't we get that. that locked in. I'm in. Yeah, I will also I take Michael. One. I will also take Michael Shannon. Okay, but here's so here's, so here here is here is my rule right. for Face Off Round Two. Bring in Steve Buscemi's character from Con Air. Oh, put him absolutely. in there. I don't care where. Just be somewhere in the movie. I mean, here's my rule about any sort of remake, reboot, sequel, whatever. If you can't do it better, why do it at all? And well, see, I don't know that you can do thing. this they any can... better than the original Face Off. That movie was but, great. But now they looks. can they can CGI the opposite faces onto the actors uh, they're playing. Them. But that that's so much worse, though. Man, I don't want a two and a half hour deep fake movie. Yeah. That'll yeah, fuck me but up. But what if we got two and a half hours of the Face Off guys played by Army Hammer 
and Army Hammer. That's a good point. Alex, you told me in person how much you enjoyed the de-aging of the young kids in It Chapter 2. Oh so we'll get to that in a little bit. I literally didn't yeah. even notice it. <laughs> oh, you really didn't? Oh my god, we'll get to no. Again, we will get to that. Parker, did you notice the de-aging? Only on one or two of them. I definitely noticed it on Bev. She was the most no- noticeable. But we'll get to that again. It'll be... Fairly obvious. I thought whenever. she looked older than all of them in the first. No, 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 yeah, I know. It, it didn't, but it, 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 we're, we'll give me time. Here, give me fine. time. Okay. Also, my final answer is Face Off Two Surprise Jump Street sequel. Who says no? Ooh, Jump Street sequel. I uh, might be in. I do like Jump Channing Street. Channing Tatum, and, but Jonah Hill has to be Fat Jonah Hill. That's good. Fine. He has to let himself. So then, Channing again. Tatum is playing Fat Jonah Hill. <gasps> yes. Okay. Ooh. Uh, See now we're talking. Now we're cooking with fire, guys. Can, Can we, we do face off? The face off remake with Michael Sarah and Jesse Eisenberg. What's the difference? You're having the same actor. That oh, the, you're you're saying they're two different oh, people. Yeah. That's creative. Okay, yeah. right, guys, let's quit pussyfooting around. Yeah. One white guy, one black guy. Let's fucking do this. <laughs> <laughs> let's get in there. Very tasteful. Okay, so uh, let's get it's wheezing Ed <laughs> and some other, some other guy. guy. <laughs> All right, so let's. Uh, do we have any jerks of the week? Because uh, I actually don't have a jerk of the week. Uh, it's been a good week for me. Uh, whoever decided to put that Birds of Prey trailer in front of my fucking oh, so movie. Whoever that is, kill yourself. That's my jerk of the week. My jerk of the week is the guy that hit Chris's car. Oh, oh don't suck, don't suck up to him. I am... <laughs> Why are you getting them all riled up now? Now I'm mad. You said he had a good week. Like, somebody has to say it. Thank you. <laughs> no, they don't. <sighs> you have no idea how mad I am. My car has been hit before. I yeah, but they, again... There's nothing I can do now. Oh, yeah, you're right. My car wasn't a Mustang. No, I don't shut get up. It. <laughs> Which is a, a horse, much like yeah, a Charger. Yeah, yeah. This... Guys, let's not bicker on National Master of Disguise Day. Yeah. Please. <laughs> a moment of silence for all of those we lost in the Turtle Club. I'll insert a patriotic song here. Okay. Um... Is there a way to, like, audibly do an F? <laughs> I'll play another patriotic song. Okay, so uh, another thing is, uh, going back to my favorite segment that I just invented, uh, was Keeping It Woke Goes Wrong. It ties into the segment. Whoever oh, whoever that individual was who said, wow, it gets, I guess it turns out that Pennywise wasn't an LGBTQ plus ally the entire time. That was me. Congratulations, you're correct. Turns out he wasn't an ally at all. Turns out he was a child-murdering psycho killer clown spider from out of space when a turtle burped up the universe yo spoilers oops I, like... I also have someone for Ooh, let's second. hear it let's hear it alex things. no parker do you think oh, parker first. has one? Oh no i don't have a thing yeah, let's hear this alex, let's go well this person has been discord banned for the rest of this rd2l season <laughs> He will not be removed from his team or banned from playing in the league. But he has shown himself unfit. Uh, I'm sorry. Is this Jadam? <laughs> this is our good friend, uh, Redacted, who uh, is no longer allowed to talk in his Discord for Dota because he flamed women too hard. Some might say inviting him to be on this show multiple times makes us look bad. But I say, potato, potato. Some people think cucumbers taste better pickled. It's it's huh? a matter of opinion, as Alex has said numerous times. So, all right, that's that's the end of when keeping it woke goes wrong. Uh, it's a matter of opinion. <laughs> Let's. I know what he said. It is a matter of opinion. There's there's good people on both exactly. sides. Exactly, heroes on both sides, as episode three told us. <laughs> 
So let's talk about what we recently watched. The sexual marketplace. Pass to Parker. Everything I watched was dog shit. Oh, oh, Parker's going first. Yeah, he oh, is. Geez. You want me to go before you? Yeah, let's let Alex sure. go first. Parker's keep the seat warm for you. Let's, let's go, you Alex. Teased me with something that I desperately yeah, want to hear about. Let's go, Alex. So, so first things first. I watched a movie this week you guys probably haven't heard Ooh. of called Idle Hands. Oh, did you like it? <laughs> probably not as much as you guys, but I did like it. I mean, that's I, fair because I would die for that are, movie. Yeah, you guys are idiots. Oh, I know. Correct. What else? I have I have one very important thing to bring Let's up hear it. that I am very mad at you guys for not mentioning oh, no. last week. That entire kiss scene where where the guy dressed as the star child and the girl dressed as Gene Simmons make out <laughs> in the car. Do you know what song was playing in that scene? No, what song was playing in that scene? That is a song by Friend of Kiss, but not really, Ace Frehley. <laughs> this is like very clearly a joke for the six people that listen to Kiss. Yeah, because like the at, at the point this movie came, at the point this movie came out, like they fucking hated each other because like they yep. both tried to release the same song. Yep. Like, and there they are making out in the car while his song plays. Yeah. Like, I guess we know where whatever director of that fucking movie stands. But I was laughing so hard I had to pause it. So, uh, so Parker, a joke. Congrats that on Alex that. Probably wouldn't get. Shout! Shout at the devil! Shout at the devil in my head for two weeks now. I yeah, I, I'm not familiar with that oh, song. Can you didn't you hear it to me, Chris. You're an expert on dad oh rock, my right? God, I laughed so. I have the soundtrack, <laughs> the CD in my car. I have to understand if if. You oh, guys, what happened to your car? I do not. I do not listen to podcasts anymore. I simply listen to that the CD devil. on repeat. It is the single most important album in human history. So, I will defend it at all costs. It is the Red Hot Herman remix of Dracula, even though they played the original version of Dracula in the movie, but it's okay. That is an anachronism that I will defend. What is a Red Hot Herman? Well, the thing is, Dracula was actually the car that Herman Munster drove in. Yeah, never mind. Hey, Alex, what else did you watch? (laughs) So, So, speaking of previous episodes... I watch End of Days again this week. Yep. Man, I'm never I'm never watching that again. Oh, that movie sorry. is so fucking long. <laughs> Why did you that watch movie it? has a third act so long that it has a fourth It really act. does. Like, yeah, you, you got a good point there. Uh, I, like, it was fun literally once. Yep. And never again. That was the first time I watched a it for the podcast. If you haven't... If, yeah. yeah. yeah but I just want to make sure. If Yeah, if you've seen it, you're good. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, it's very cool and very normal. Yeah. You my should. best friend Kevin Pollock. Yeah. <laughs> my best friend Robert Chicago. Bobby Chicago. <laughs> Thank you. And he would let me down. <laughs> the dumbest fucking thing I ever heard of. I I realized as I watched the movie that they never say Bobby Chicago. They they don't. You just have but to they read that Easter egg on your. They gave him a last name that's not in the movie <laughs> for dipshits twenty years later that are just on IMDb like. So that guy's name is Bobby Chicago? I can't believe Bobby Chicago finally has a franchise quarterback. <laughs> Get fucked. We'll get to that, buddy. <laughs> oh, jeez. Alright. So, Parker, you'll remember a while back, I had you watch the uh, the remake of The Thomas Crown Affair with Pierce Brosnan. You did. It's a lot of, a lot of his ass in that movie. So I was thinking I about the you, other week. 
Christ. What if I told you that somebody made that movie 15 years beforehand and called it Lassiter with Tom, Tel- Tom Selleck? Okay, now we're talking. What's the name of this movie? Guys, one more just... time? Lassiter. Lassiter with an L. All right. Yeah. yeah. Guys, does Tom Selleck just look like that all the time? I think so. I'm pretty sure he yes. always looked like that, I'd... even when he was born. I he had to have been born with that mustache. Of course, right? it's yeah. just like it's so immaculately constructed. Like, there's no way the good Lord didn't say, "Oh, this child will have a mustache, and that is that, and it will never grow, right? and none of it will ever fall out." And you just just deal with it, guys. Turns out there might be more Tom Selleck movies in my future. <laughs> They're kind of good. Oh yeah, absolutely. In all of our futures. Uh, I I want to watch Runaway again. Runaway is a perfect movie. <laughs> oh yes. It's it is so so good. In fact, perhaps we'll be assigning somebody this week when we get to a later segment. But before oh. we get there, I have one more movie I want to talk about. So now, sad. Chris. Oh boy. You consider yourself a dad rock aficionado, is that correct? No, but uh, I'll let you operate and learn that misassumption. So I watched a movie called Wanted. Dead or Alive, which, unfortunately for you, has nothing to do with Bon Jovi. (laughs) I know this is heartbreaking to you, but let me go ahead and explain this movie to you. So this movie stars a bounty hunter, played by Rutger Hauer. I'm totally in. He starts off at some some hick bar that is judiciously described as the bar from Roadhouse, but with more rednecks. He's watching some guy. He follows him around. You know, he's, you know, doing his thing. This guy goes to rob a liquor store that some Asian people own. He goes in. He starts yelling about how we should have nuked those fucking slants when we had the chance. Good point. And if it were me, I would have. Right. Because, of course. Like, why wouldn't he? Yeah. It's a movie. But, uh, good thing, Rutger Hauer's followed him here and comes in with his laser-sighted pump-action shotgun. Thank goodness. And arrests him. Throws him in his trunk. Drives him to the police station. He's on the phone with the police chief. He goes, hey, I've got your guy. I want my bounty. Whatever. Police chief goes, oh, that's awesome, man. Why don't you come in and celebrate with us? He goes, no, I can't celebrate. Because I don't like cops. And they don't like me. It's that kind of movie. Oh, that's probably only like the first 30 minutes, isn't it? Probably first 20 Uh, minutes, isn't it? Five or six minutes, but yeah. Oh, my God. We're then introduced to our bad guy. A radical Islamic terrorist who sneaks into the country <laughs> dressed as a Jewish rabbi. Oh, boy. Okay, so one of these. Oh, okay. okay, got it. Got right. it. Got I it. Know, I I'm know. Good. Played by Gene Simmons. Yes! Okay, I'm in. Okay, back up. <laughs> now, you, when you said radical Islamic terrorist, and then you said Gene Simmons, did you? Did your Skype cut out? Uh, no. Oh, no. this is real, Parker. That is Chris, that can is you correct. do me a favor? Yes. And just text your dad tomorrow and ask him if he's seen this. <laughs> this movie is not just good. It is super good. Oh, that's high so, praise. Rutger Hauer goes around collecting bounties, gets contracted to track down Islamic Gene Simmons. God, that's... We see him on his houseboat, which is, of course, named the HMS Bounty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The guy who plays Deep Throat on the X-Files is prominently involved in this movie. Um, He goes around, does his thing, 
His girlfriend and best friend get blown up. He eventually catches the bad guy. Of course he does, yeah. you know? He's Rick yeah, Howard. He's a bounty hunter. He's going to catch yeah. him. Handcuffs him, stuffs a grenade in his mouth. Walks him out. You know, walks him out to all the police. They're all happy. They're like, hey, man, you know, we're going to send you your $250,000 check, this and that. You can get the bonus for bringing him in alive. And he looks at the camera and goes, nah, fuck the bonus. And pulls the pin on the grenade and shoots him in his mouth and runs away. <laughs> <laughs> and we just see these fucking stumpy ass legs. It just like, get blown up into the air. It's so oh fucking cool, you guys. This movie is solid four stars. Fantastic. Very good. Like like very eighties. Yes. It's just this way the whole movie. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> there is nary a Bon Jovi song to be heard. Oh, thank God. It's just it's cancelled. That's I, I know that's a disappointment for Chris. His favorite band isn't in this. Oh yeah, but... you know how much I love Bon Jovi. <laughs> This is, I mean, of the three Gene Simmons movies I've watched in the past <laughs> month and a half on this podcast, it is a distant third, but it is very good. To be fair, it's really tough to match Never Too Young to Die. Which I think is second. <gasps> Man, what we the? Should, Dude, we should watch Runaway. Runaway is real good. Is really yeah, we'll good. Uh, consider this whole um, inside baseball. <laughs> Alright, Parker, I hope I bought you enough time, buddy. What do you got for us? Okay, so... The first thing I have is movies I've seen and talked about before, but let me paint a picture of my evening. Good friend and I, we go out to Pluckers, just eat a disgusting amount of wings. What's the name just... of this establishment? Pluckers. <laughs> the South is fun, you guys. Get wings on top of wings, fried macaroni, which you bite into it, it's just hot mac and cheese oh. inside. You just feel your blood stop. God. It's incredible. Just eat so much, we feel like we're about to die. Go back to his house. Immediately start doing shots. Feel like we're on the verge of death. He's like, hey man, I haven't seen Brightburn yet. So we put that in. Turns out when you're hammered drunk, watching a super child murder someone every ten minutes just causes you to point at the TV and scream. So, uh, strong recommend of watching that hammered because, man, it is quite good. Uh Movie ends... More shots, more shots, more shots. Hey, let's watch Godzilla King of the Monsters. <laughs> Once again, cannot recommend enough. Right, yeah. So you had a good time, really. What? Night's starting to wind down. It's about 3 a.m. Couple more shots. Looking through Hulu. Wouldn't she know it? Jackass 3D is on Hulu. Oh, yes. Well, I well, well. tears coming out of my... The high five is one of the single funniest things ever put on film. It is the funniest fucking concept I've ever seen in my life. Man, are you crying? Yeah. Turns out you've been drinking just off and on for hours and hours, and you see Bam fall into a pit of snakes. There's nothing funnier on the planet. Don't do Get me out of here! Get me out of here, dude! And they just keep throwing him on his back. <laughs> It has one of the funniest ad-libs I've ever heard where they bring in a dude whose who's skill is farting on command. And he, like, uses his farts to, like, launch darts and hit balloons. And they put a trumpet up his ass. And Pontius looks at the camera and says, We're bringing jazz back to the working man. <laughs> I laughed so fucking hard. 
that movie. The fucking Jared Allen segment where he just sends Johnny Knoxville to the shadow room. (laughs) The donkey kick. It's so good. Guys, check out 3D if you haven't seen it since it came out. Oh my god. It is so fucking good. That is in my future. I'll tell you that right now. Oh my god. I was... His wife was not happy because it was like getting to four or five in the morning. She had been out all night. Yeah. She did not have any patience. But also, I wasn't going to not laugh. Right. The donkey kicked him square in the dick. <laughs> Come on. We're all adults here. Bringing toss dick people. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. That movie like, has that extra layer because it's the one where Steve was finally sober and he's just hating everything he's I bet. <laughs> He's just like stone cold sober as he has to jump into that pit with that ram and play a tuba. <laughs> <laughs> if I watch that again, yeah, actually, I'm it's my, really fucking I think funny. that might be in my future. <sighs> so there's a movie that I've been wanting to watch because I really like the gimmick, and I was like, I was hoping it'd be good. Chris, you know I'm passionate about horror anthologies. Yeah. You know this yeah, about me, absolutely. But. The ABCs of Death is quite bad. What in the Because the gimmick is, it's 26 segments. Yeah. Uh, it's what? people from all over the world, oh. like 15 different countries, oh, okay. and every single oh. director gets a letter. Oh. You pick a word off that starts with that letter, and you make a segment about it. Oh. And there's like five good ones. Oh. And since there's 26 letters, you're hitting two hours, which is 40 minutes too many. Well, what year did this come out? Like 2012-ish, I want to say. Yeah, it's fairly recent. Yeah. Like I remember this coming. I, I, I don't think I've heard of this. It reminds me like, of from, a, like A to C in the Chocolate Alphabet, you know, stuff like that. Because the biggest problem is, like, that's the whole gimmick. So when you get a bunch in and they suck, you can't cut them because then you're just missing letters. Right. Yeah. Like all of the Asian ones are fucking insane. Right. And. I'm not saying they're good, but they're fucking insane. My low-key kind of favorite one is the one, it's Q, and that's uh, Adam Wingard and Simon Barrett, who did You're Next and The Guest. Yeah, I know. And it's just a meta thing of like, what the fuck do we do with the letter Q? We, you know what, fuck it, none of our ideas are working. We should kill someone on screen. Let's kill an animal. Let's kill a duck. Q, quack. And then they accidentally murder each other. Oops. Like, all the segments are, like, four minutes long, and yet by the time you're at, like, K, you're just fucking dying. It is not good. It's a very big disappointment. Because it's a super cool gimmick, but it's just... Yeah, I mean, it's a shame Estonia didn't come up with a really great segment for F. Uh, What else did you watch? (sighs) Alright then, I'll move (laughs) on to the next one. I, I would like to apologize to our Estonian listeners. Yeah, what are they going to do to me? Come on. It does not reflect the views of this podcast. Oh, suck my dick. What else did you watch? Chris, Alex, I'm going to take you on the journey of a movie from 1998 called Urban Legend. Oh, oh God, yes. Let me take you <laughs> yes. two on a journey. So we start cold open on a dark and stormy night where an attractive college girl stops at a gas station the lone attendant is, of course, Brad Dourif, just being peak Brad Dourif. Now, when I watched this early in the week, I did not realize that his stutter would be the second worst stutter I saw in a movie. <laughs> but, you yeah. know, sometimes life works itself out. He's knocking on the window. He's like, hey, miss. Q 
can you come inside? And I'm like, oh man, five stars already because he's just <laughs> doing it. Like, There's a problem with your credit card. So she goes inside, picks up the phone, and hears a dial tone. She's like, oh, fuck this. I'm out of here. Pepper sprays him and runs, right. gets in the car, and drives off. As he yells out that someone's in the backseat. And then she gets fucking murked. So that's how your movie starts. I'm in, obviously. Yeah. So we meet our cast, our final girl, her friend, the dude who played Lex Luthor in Smallville, and of course, yes. the local college paper journalist, 1998 Jared Leto. Now stay with me. <laughs> we get a whole bunch of character introductions just learning about them. Then we just cut to a classroom where, for some reason, do not know what class this is, but they're receiving a lecture on urban legends from Professor Robert England. Oh. <laughs> Please hold all up. Who's still getting, still getting work this time. Okay. Buddy, you, we, could, we could get him on here. <laughs> I, I think we could, yeah. Our final girl, our main character, goes out on a date with Dawson's Creek's own Joshua Jackson. And she's like, oh my god, that girl from the beginning of the movie who got an axe to the face was my friend and it fucked me up. And he's like, oh my god, put my penis in your vagina. So she leaves, because she's very upset about this. He dies in the old urban legend of hearing something hitting your roof and it's just him being hung. Got him. Hanged. Shut up. Thank you. (laughs) I know what you're asking, Evie. Is there a sassy black female cop on campus? I hope so. The answer is absolutely oh, yes, there is. Do you know who else is on this case, though? Whom? That would be the host of the campus radio station's Loveline knockoff, who is, of course, played by Tara Reid. Uh... <sighs> now, what if I told you that our, fi- our final girl, our main character, has a roommate... Who is a typical 1998 movie goth who has a habit of just finding dudes in AOL chat rooms and then loudly banging them while industrial metal plays. No way, that's impossible. That's never been done before. (laughs) I'm not going to spoil too much more because there's a thousand percent chance I'm making one or both of you watch it. (laughs) But there's a scene near the end where like there's this huge reveal and this character storms out of the college party but because it's 1998 she's storming out in tears while Zoot Suit Riot plays (laughs) and it's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) And just so you know the final the killer's reveal identity backstory and all that are given via slideshow. It is very good. Note to Check Chris, it out. include Zoot Suit Riot right here. Just, just hearing that just play, she's part. just like, Oh god, I can't believe it! The last thing I will say is I've caught up on the Righteous Gemstones on HBO. Walton Goggins is now here oh, god as damn, a yeah. televangelist god, big god church guy. So, yeah. This is... An incredible play, um, incredible soundtrack. By the yeah. way, it's so good. It. Yeah. yeah, it's it's in your near future. Don't worry. Do they really play Total Eclipse of the Heart twice, buddy? You better believe <laughs> it's just blaring "Turn Around, Bright Eyes" as she notices someone in her back seat. You fucking get it. October's around the corner. Look in your eyes. Oh man, I cannot wait. <laughs> All right, guys, let's talk about this piece of shit clown movie. <laughs> Okay, so um, before we get any further, perhaps we can talk about the trailers. I got the Knives Out trailer. It was really good. 
I also got the Hamsel and Gramsel trailer. It sucked That's... balls. And what is this weird A24 take on Hansel and Gretel that I didn't know Why existed? in the world are <laughs> they doing this? this? Uh, before we continue, Parker, you know there's a sequel to... Uh, if you think, that, right? I haven't seen it. <laughs> Parker, it's funny you, because I just, there's just, I just no... I scrolled down until I saw the name Anthony Anderson. It was like, oh, well... We'll get there. Don't worry. Parker, you <laughs> have seen Hansel and Gramsel Vampire Slayers, right? This sure feels like a trick if there ever was one. I'm sure you've seen it, right? You remember the one where they're like fighting demons and stuff like that? It's okay, Alex. Yeah. I just want to make sure that like we have got the game of games coming up. Okay. Anyway, I also saw the Knives Out trailer. That looked really good. Uh, you know, Chris oh Evans he's killing it as usual. Is this um Is this a movie about virgins being murdered by Jay Moore? Oh, buddy. <laughs> If you've never seen Cherry Falls, fucking buckle up. Oh, and the whole God. third act, the third act of that movie is I'm realizing, like, dude, they're killing virgins. We should all have an orgy. <laughs> Spoilers <laughs> did not go over super great with the censors. That's the third oh, act God. was a bunch of high school. Okay. Oh, okay. my God. Okay. <laughs> you guys. Okay. You okay. should watch Cherry Falls because that movie has things that going on. That is next on my okay. list. <laughs> really good. Okay. In the mission... We're pussyfooting around. There was a trailer for Birds of Prey, and Parker, make sure that I am using the correct word here. Was it fabulous or fantabulous emancipation of Harley Quinn? I don't listen to hip hop. Okay. Never. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is unquestionably the most painful thing that I can possibly imagine. I am so upset that I know that if... Oh, it doesn't even matter if or whether the Patriots win the Super Bowl. I know it will be in my future. Because God doesn't have mercy Man. on me. And neither do Alex Man. and Parker. I would have rather watched that than what we watched. Incorrect. Real. Anyway, you let's move on. eat those words in a few short <laughs> okay. months, Yes, buddy. you will. Miss, speaking of trailers, though, that Black Christmas trailer showed every reveal and twist, but also... It's coming out on a Friday the 13th in December, so I'll see you nerds there. Oh, don't talk to speaking me about a trailer that shows all the fucking fun out of the movie. Speaking of trailers, yeah. man, am I just a curmudgeon for hating that Bad Boys trailer? Nope, like, it's real nope. bad. It's real bad. Okay. Yeah. I went down a whole existential crisis of like, is Bad Boys 2 actually bad? Would I hate it if I watched okay, it again? Okay. I love that well, movie. Well, how do you think I feel, the person that literally dumped somebody? Or falling asleep during Bad Boys 2. I mean, you have to stand your ground. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there were other reasons. Also, well, that movie was like eight hours of fun. Strong. Yeah, anyway. it's, <laughs> oh it, it was like what? an hour in, dude. There was no excuse. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's fine. We're okay, so she did not shake it. Chapter yeah. two. So, all right, I, I, I'm really not sure how to begin this, but I, I, I want to oh, see. Sick. Neither did the movie. Parker, Alex, I want to see if you're coming from where I'm coming from is that when we get into this, we have all previously seen It Chapter 1. I'm the only one who's literate on this podcast, so I'm the only one who's read the book. And as such, Sucks I'm going you, to be on my heels for much of this podcast. I will do my best. If there's stuff that I've forgotten from the book, I don't care. Please do not email butts at terribleblog.net I will not please read please tell Chris if he forgets I will not details. respond to you and I will not give a shit uh, anyway the um, 
one of the things is that I, I think we can all agree it chapter one pretty good right absolutely that's pretty good yeah, yeah I mean, I like the kids like even knowing all the scares it's still just like that's fun yeah, like, that's fun to put around when you know, i the kids are pretty like, good you know the kids do a good job uh, the writing's good it is more than a better adaptation of this like again the book was awful if you're listening to this and you like the book it was awful if you like the 1990 version with tim curry it was awful if you like the the it chapter one that was pretty good you know i'm just telling you what the truth is so uh if you agree with me then you're right if you disagree with me then uh fuck off i guess uh anyway years have passed they've decided to make another one here's one of the most important things i've realized is parker uh, alex i think i talked to you about this a little bit in person uh parker i don't know how you feel it kind of feels like there was a little bit of uh almost studio interference with this as if they watched it chapter one and they're like yeah 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 more of this more of this as in almost too literally it felt like it recapped too much of it chapter one would you agree hey people like kids people like the clown Let's do more of that. Let's just cram these in this three-hour movie. It's a shame. And it's funny because, like, Chris, you're 100% right. There's, like, way too much of the first movie in this. But also, it's all the best parts of this movie because this movie sucks fucking Alex, you're totally correct. It reminds me of a better movie. It's it's, it's a shame because, again, the kids are the best part of the movie. And yet, we don't really want to see them. We kind of want to see if you can progress, if you can grow, if you can do your own thing. And I, I also don't feel that this movie is badly cast. Uh, Parker, I think you and I are on the same page that we both like Bill Hader quite a bit, right? We like him much more than Alex yeah, does. Yeah, I, 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 that's not okay. fair. I like Bill no, Hader. I, mean, in I this don't movie. like him in this movie. Yeah, in this okay, movie. in I like this, him more movie, than in this I, movie, I think that he is... Uh, and, and Alex, you actually brought up a great point, is that, uh, in person again, is that in, in terms of the comedy bits, he's quite uh, good. But in terms of the He's serious, dude, traumatic yeah. moments, he really doesn't sell it. I And, like, as somebody that's watched Barry, which is very, very so good, good, by no, the way, like, it's not like he's a bad actor. Like, he knows what he's doing. I don't feel like it was his fault. I think he was delivering the lines he was given and just, like, sort of looking at the script going, ah, oh, fuck, you want me to say this? Like, I... I don't know. Like, it's just, I, I have a feeling. I have a lot of problems with this movie. Like, a lot of problems with yes. this movie. And I think the acting might be the biggest one. I, I, Which is saying something. I'm not sure if I agree, but we're going to get to that point. If if we get to that point, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, let's maybe... Parker, would you feel comfortable going scene by scene? Because I think I took enough notes that I can basically uh, do the, a bit of a dissection here. Boy, if you can see... I don't know if I can go I'll, through that I'll, middle of the movie I'll do again, the best I can. I'm, I'll do the best I'm I can. Willing, okay, so first of, our, first of all, it starts with... Uh, well, we've already recapped the uh, keeping it woke goes wrong here. Yeah, yeah, okay. Again, as a book reader, there is a, a, a scene at the beginning where they kill a gay character. I, I want to actually defend Stephen King here. I can't believe I'm doing this. Defending a writer I don't really like. But uh, in in the night, okay, I'll do the best I can. Uh, the 1980s, Stephen King, and I, I will defend him here because I think he was on the right track here. He had read a lot about homophobia, and he had read he had read a lot about how awful it was, and he 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 sympathized a lot with it. He thought it was just awful, and the idea of including it inside the story was that like if you are going to engage in this sort of bigotry, then you are no different than a monster. 
That's the reason that it was included in this book. And for people who monetize outrage, Tuklos is like, well, they didn't warn us that he wasn't actually an LGBTQ plus ally. No, I'm sorry. I guess your deviant art didn't actually match up with him fucking the Babadook. I'm sorry that hey, it leave wasn't Leave me out canon. of this. You've... Oh, Jesus. I mean, I get... How has he found my program? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so I get the metaphor, but also... these sort of articles are too dumb to live. That's the nicest way I can put it. Because the whole thing is like, it's showing like, yeah, fucked up things are happening again. But also that's the only time it happens that it's not just the clown doing it. But, yeah, I Like, mean, it's just yeah. very clearly a hate crime, and then the rest of the time it's okay, yeah, the clown actually, talking again, in a silly voice. In the context of the story, I don't know if you want to talk about the way that they've adapted this sort of thing, but it's also an idea of, like, hate Poorly. begets hate, violence begets violence. It really does make sense in the context of the original story, and in this movie... I, I thought it kind of added up because they keep talking about, like, this creature is sort of born of and feeds off of mendacity. And I... So... Good word. While we're talking about okay. this scene... Uh-oh. Sorry, you can finish. I wasn't trying to interrupt oh, you. Oh, I actually didn't. I wasn't going anywhere. Go ahead. Okay, cool. Um. So this was, like, like ignoring all of, you know, the whatever Twitter things. Yeah, we scene. can ignore this scene really set the stage for my big problem with this movie, which is, like, people not behaving how you'd expect them to behave. Because, like, this dude's boyfriend gets thrown into the river, and he just stands on the bridge and watches it. Actually, okay. And, like, like, like I, I, I just, for a second, like, if that were you, you'd jump in, right? In the most... Mi- I'm not crazy for okay, thinking here's that, the right? thing. I disagree in the most minor, petulant of ways. The The most minor way here I could disagree with is, I believe, Parker, correct me if I'm wrong, this scene takes place in 2016, correct? That's uh, the way they're trying to... It's a modern-day sort of thing. There is yeah. no way a guy is going to make a Meg Ryan reference in 2016. Dude, what... Crickets in my theater. I was looking around. Uh, no one's like, around me knows who the fuck Meg Ryan is. I, I actually, yes. yeah, I, I was like, is this supposed to be like, is, is the movie homophobic I got, now? I this is like the one time Twitter has me on their like, 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 do you guys think gay people talk Meg like this? Ryan, really? That's the best that you can do. That I mean, they would have been better off with a Paula Deen reference. It, it was later just, on just when fucking it, give him frosted tips and call him Cisco. Like it's it was fine. so when... inept. And Parker, there's another scene that we're going to get to as far as ineptitude goes. But uh... when Richie goes back to the theater, like after it's been torn down, there's a fucking you've got mail poster behind him with Meg Ryan in it, and I was like, all right, fuck. That's movie. the best that they yeah. could do. You're not. That's, really? Uh, you see this? You paying attention? I was, really? This thing from so 27 bad. years ago? Even if it was 27 so, years ago, you've got mail. That's the best you can do. You're not even going to do like uh, when Harry met Sally, the good movie that she was in. The joke works when you lampshade it and then explain you've, it. You've two got hours mail. Later. Came, yeah, you've got mail came out like in like 2000 ish. Oh, well, so I mean, there's that. I mean, there, there's one of the things is like this I, movie I mean, tries like, to play it, both sides. It tries to play 1989 and 2016. And it kind of fails at both of them. 1989 is... There is no arcade for Mortal Kombat, which I saw there. So why would you include it there? Put some effort into this sort of thing. Come on. Everyone else is putting effort in it. Why can't the production design? Let me me sidebar for two seconds to just mention... And I'm looking directly at Parker as I say this. 
in that movie that I talked about earlier with Rutger Hauer, that he, uh, Gene Simmons definitely blows up a theater that's playing Rambo. <gasps> God damn it. Okay. okay. <laughs> I feel bad for the townsfolk now. <laughs> that was the one thing I forgot. Yeah. But... <laughs> Thank you. There's like, it's funny because there's like a scene where like you know these like teenagers in the movie like yeah I've seen it four times I love this movie and then it pans out and it's fucking Rambo and then it explodes. <laughs> First of all, good movie. It's real cool. Uh, anyway, um, now Alex, I'm not quite sure how you feel, but Parker, I think you and I were kind of like. Okay, the first third of this movie, I think I'm kind of into it, you know? I'm kind of feeling it. Basically, here's my idea going into this movie. Ah. Uh, it Chapter 1, I liked, maybe not love, but I was like, I liked it. And I was like, okay, this has potential. When I'm going into It Chapter 2, I'm kind of feeling like, why don't we make this big? I kind of want this to be less of a horror, more... Let's make the joke. Loves of a horror, more of a throat, whatever. I, I kind of want like it to be bottle. more of like an adventure, more of an epic. Make it feel big. Make it like last big. And I know like three hours, hey, maybe they're going up right up my alley. It didn't work out that way, but it's just like, hey, you know, maybe this could work. I have to admit, the first act, I don't know. I'm kind of liking it. I like the characters. I like the way that made it up. And one of the things that I really liked is I like the transitions. I like Mike calling up every single person. Here's here's an example. They call up uh, one person, blah, blah, blah. It's back, etc. Come to Derry, Maine. And then you look up in the sky and you see these stars. Oh, wait, they're not actually stars. They're actually puzzle pieces. And they look like stars. And you use that. You go to the next person. Stan cuts his wrist. And the, the droplets of blood drop on Bev's face. That's how she wakes up. And it's, I, I really like those transitions and they use transitions that are sort of analogous to that throughout the movie and yet they feel so hard because of what happens in that middle third so here's my thing with the beginning it was going kind of slow but in my head i'm like okay there's seven characters which even in part one you could have cut that down to and five even then it's a really six because stan right, kills yeah. himself yeah but it's like okay we have to introduce all these people like it's going kind of slow but like they're all in different places I get it. Okay, there's them, them, them. Okay, Bev, we're done. And then it cut to Henry Bowers, and I, I thought I was going to die. I was like, motherfucker, that's eight people. The, the we're, least we, that's, we're like 45 them. fucking minutes in. Like, Just cut, because spoilers, I, he doesn't matter. That, yeah. he, it's, it's, I, I wouldn't even call it like a red herring. Exactly. He's just, we, well, I mean, we know. The whole thing, for no reason. Yeah. From what I remember in the... At least in the miniseries, I think in the book too. He takes Mike out, so Mike doesn't join them down in the big old ritual. Uh, but that doesn't happen here. Yeah. So why is he in the movie? That's the thing is he. I will admit that he was in the book. It doesn't make sense. We already have a villain. Remember well, the killer it, clown. Remember him. It's funny because you know you say he takes Mike out in the books. Well, good thing they gave Mike free reign to not be a character and oh, just don't even get me the plot along when that. necessary Trust me i will get into mike uh but mike who could have been cut from chapter one because he had literally nothing and to do also chapter two uh but at least he got more than three lines and be like yeah it's fucked up my parents burned to death but like all right let's go to the spooky why, house why on earth do we do we care about the evil villain's assistant why? Why on earth do we care about Igor here? He is the least. Dude, when the fucking character. his zombie friend pulls up in the car, in my head, I'm like, 
We've got to be close to an hour in already. Wait, do you what remember? The fuck, are we doing? Yeah, do you remember? Like in the first part of this, in chapter one, he's kind of interesting. That drama that he has with his father is like this is the sort of pain that parents impart on their children, and it adds up to the story, and it really makes sense. And I, in retrospect, boy, it makes better sense than I initially expected. In this, nothing, absolutely nothing. There is a flat line as far as emotion goes. Just a total wasted character in a movie. Absolutely. Look, I joke about movies not being over ninety minutes, but like I can fuck with a long movie. Like I'm, yeah, I'm not as stupid as I normally sound and look and talk. But like, goddamn, this does not. This did not need to be almost three hours. Not even close. It it was. I mean, we'll get to that. I mean, here's an example. You could trim Uh, so much in his name. Parker, Parker, we have to hurry up. I mean, we only have quite less than. The movie sure fucking did. It's only two hours and 49 minutes. We have to go. We have to go to the scene where Mike takes Bill to his memory palace because Dreamcatcher was the good Stephen King movie. That's the one that we have to reference. So, can we, like. When they're in the Chinese restaurant just beating the shit out of everything, like, that's a joke, right? Like, when the waitress walks in, like, that's supposed to be funny? If it was, then the movie does not know how to play a joke. Because that should have been funny. When Bill Hader says, uh, we're fine. Can we get the check, please? They they don't know how to play that joke. I'm a moron. I laugh at every your mom joke in every movie ever. And, of course, I laughed at these, but, like... Everything else, just like, have you have you just never told a joke before? That's the like, thing. Is okay. So Parker, I have to. Like the waitress is completely unfazed right. by everything that's happening. Right. Like, haha, that's funny. She oh, been oh, these crazy white people just beating the. So table. here's my thing, Parker. I imagine that your head was in your hands, and Alex, I think your head was in your hands too for the fortune cookie scene. No, no, it was like I guess couldn't cut and could oh cut, could couldn't. Where was it? It was a guess and couldn't cut. It was a that scene goes on for There's approximately only five words. It's only six. Five of you <laughs> like jesus christ holy shit it keeps on going was anyone laughing in your theater because no one was laughing at mine my theater was Duh. mercifully pretty empty but like not even just that. like i understand like the point of a lot of the things they do is like oh everything's weird in dairy so like of course this lady at the restaurant isn't phased by this but also like that's not a fucking idea for a movie you can't just make a movie where like everyone's like oh everything's just normal because space okay so actually i have a a question okay uh, if i could take this time here i like the idea of people leaving a town then 27 years everyone goes back to it and then they interact with each other one of my favorite scenes of the movie is when they all initially initially is a very important word here come back into that restaurant they all meet up with each other and they just sort of looking at each other and just saying words here and just saying like oh hey it's good to be back here and there that's that's all fine to me but when they're all just shooting the shit and then you can hear the adr words here Dude, when bill Hader is not opening his mouth and yet words are coming Thank out you. here Thank Why you. on earth are you doing this? How? And this is, I, I'm dead serious here at Warner Brothers, and I know you are listening to this. Why are you so scared? 
Why are you so cowardly? Why do you have such small balls that you don't have any confidence in your product? That you can't just trust Bill Hader or trust James McAvoy or trust Jessica Chastain or trust anyone else that you cast in this to just act like normal people? Why do you have to go back like it's fucking Justice League and say, oh, well, you have to add in some comedy and people aren't going to laugh unless we have some fucking Marvel-ass comedy in this scene. This is, as someone who likes most of the Marvel movies, this is the most Marvel-ass horror movie I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Okay, so here's my question. I would go a step further. This is the most DC-ass horror movie. Oh, you're right. Again, Justice League, League, you're right. That that is a more apt Permission to come aboard. When I saw, let me put it this way, you know, when we got that Harley Quinn team, you know, the DC logo, like... If I had just, like, blacked out for two minutes and missed the Harley Quinn part, I would have just believed that DC was involved with this movie and that it was actually a comic book I didn't totally know fair. about. Like, it's... That's the thing, yeah. is I have we, a didn't question mention, for you. we didn't mention at the very beginning, I guess the movie was breadcrumbing, when Bill, Bill Denbro, was, uh, he grew up to be a writer. A writer in a Stephen King movie? Shocks and horrors. Well, he, I, I did people, talk about no, this. I just no we have that. to mention it. It's important that we mention it because people are complaining, oh, wow, the writer's ending suck. Okay, and you know what? I'm going to put this right out there for everyone who's listening. People... In general, do not like Stephen King's endings. Some of them are actually great. I, I love the ending to The Body, a.k.a. Stand By Me, the cinematic adaptation. I think that's one of the best endings in cinematic history. But for the most part, his endings suck. That is not a subjective opinion. It is an objective opinion. His endings are bad. He does not know how to end his books or his stories or his movies or his TV miniseries or anything. For the most part, he was coked out of his mind. I wish he would just admit and be like, yeah, I didn't know what I was doing. I was on crack. Like, just admit it. It's okay. Because, again, let's let's make this clear. And Parker, I know we didn't want to mention it, but let's do it just for honesty's sake. The book, It, ended with a child orgy. And you're really trying to do the thing that's just like, well, I'm the writer. Maybe I know better than my story. It's like, you ended it with a child orgy. You had to expect at least some Sometimes blowback. You just gotta bang it out. It was tasteful back in 1986. So, anyway. Uh, imagine yeah. being the thing that about, about movies from the past, they're much more tasteful I than keep saying now, this. So. Anyway, Mike takes Bill up to his memory palace because apparently people aren't happy with the wind-up toys in the Chinese restaurant that look like fortune cookies, the scene that takes... Uh, Alex, did oh. you ever watch that? Because I, I tend to... I think it was about 45 minutes, that scene. Watch what? The, the the scene where the fortune cookies come to life and there's like a baby that's screeching. I think that scene lasted about 45 minutes. I like the one-winged bat. I'm like, uh, you're trying to fly. He's that's really bat. funny. Someone should tell that bat yeah, it's, it's flying stupid. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> Mike, Mike takes Bill up to his memory palace, and he makes him snort. Okay, Parker, could you do this in your accent? Just do the name? Nope. Oh, okay. I'm not going to say engine. Oh, God. God. Okay. <laughs> so of all the things to cut, I've, I've already mentioned the thing that hey, everyone's going to comment three hours, on. Is, so. Yes, there was a child orgy in uh, it chapter, in the book, it. And they, which dutifully they cut out. But there was also uh, a giant tortoise. I believe it was a tortoise, not a turtle. A tortoise that burped up the universe when it had a stomach ache. Again, he was coked out of his mind. <laughs> 
But the one thing he decided to keep, the one thing he thought was so important to the story, and the director and the writer that was so important he couldn't cut it out, was they go on a Joseph Gribble spirit journey. God to, damn, he took my joke. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they, they took the uh, Joseph Gribble spirit journey to discover the ancient secret of beating the clown spider. It's like the ancient Hawaiians. Stop giving Otto fucking free skateboards. Anyway, uh, here's the thing about that scene. I, first of all, it's stupid as hell, but I do kind of like the visuals. I can tell Same. someone somewhere behind a computer worked very, very hard on that. You know what I don't think worked very hard on that? Stephen King. Uh, what gives that away? the rest of the movie <laughs> so, so the thing is like like this movie i mean like this part of the movie is fucking bonkers yeah. but at this point like you're still in the movie's grasp a little bit or it's like oh maybe this dude's just crazy like which maybe which like obviously the clown right. is back we know the clown is back but like maybe this dude's just a fucking nut job and he's calling all these people about this weird blood pack they made when they were 12 and he's actually just an idiot and then the rest of the movie happens. Parker, what were you going to say? Oh, wait, first of all, I just, while looking on IMDb, realized that the guy who plays him is the Old Spice guy. So that has really done a number on me. Oh. I'm going to need to lay down for a minute. Oh. But yeah, like, I'm going along with it, you know? Nah. It's not great, but it's like, all right, we finally have everyone together. That scene was kind of weird. And then they just sit down and have, he just drinks. Oh, man. Put something in your water and that fucked up. Oh, cool, you saw all the things I saw. Well, that's lucky. Let's go get your friends together. All right, so we got to do this and this. Also, we have to split up again. Enjoy the next Okay, hold up. Before we get there, uh, Parker, in fairness, if we remember our original takes on It Chapter 1 was, boy, this movie would be a whole lot better if it wasn't for that clown, wasn't it? <laughs> and oh it, that's the thing. is like It wasn't just the clown. Because, again, Bill Skarsgård does a very good job. I'm not decorating him. I'm denigrating the character, the writing, and the really the idea, the conception of this. Because I can't believe I'm saying this. This is the most important words that I will say on this entire podcast. Clowns aren't scary anymore because of It Chapter 2. Thanks for nothing. I was only scared of them when they were allies. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> now it's, now that's it's the funny. thing is like, okay, so Parker, think about the effects that were used in the original. Whenever uh, uh, Bill Skarsgård would, would run up to the door and go <laughs> like that, that's the exact same effect, the, the, the same sort of camera shots that they do when uh, James McAvoy is tripping on Inja, I mean uh, Native American magic, right? It's. It's the exact same effect, right? The same sort of camera angle to pull, like the tightness of it, right? Before this movie, the biggest thing I can say about the director is like he is very technically sound and knows how to set up very cool looking shots and effective jump scares. I every single scare was the most telegraphed thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh, he saw the clown, uh, and yeah, now the clown's yeah, running you. at you. Yeah. It's like, here's the biggest problem. It works in chapter one, because they're children. These people are 40. That's, they shouldn't be scared. Why would you be scared of a clown? That is extremely hey, important. Cool. This, oh, hello. Yeah, this movie gone, is so. rated Anyways. R. As in, you can't see it unless you're 17 and listen, admitted with parent. We're all in our 20s here, late 20s, and I... Is, so you're going to be 30 I soon, am, aren't you? Very, very soon. Is there anything 
in this movie, I'm dead serious. I'm like, ignore the comedy, everything that we do for this podcast. Was there anything in this movie that scared you? Because for me, there was nothing. No. Absolutely. The entire middle is just a se- everyone going their own separate way and having their own goosebumps just adventure. People doing fetch quests. Like, they've got to get the six Triforce pieces and put well, it together. It's and not then... the six, it's hey, the 12 Triforce pieces. And I'll get to that in a second. But here. Unite the seven, at, baby. At this next point is a scene where we go to uh, their secret hideout. Oh, it's our clubhouse. It's actually a hole in the ground, but it's... Probably should have put this in the first movie. It's kind yeah. of important. Yeah, that would have been important. Which they decided but, not to know, show us. Just, oh, just, just skip oh it. wow, fine. what a really cool scene. Nah, it's not good enough for the first movie that we all would have Why enjoyed. did the first movie even exist? Like, what's the point? Like, if you're doing this with your movie, what's the, the fucking point of having The only reason for the first movie, movie like, is to set up the second movie, which is so sad, isn't it? But it doesn't it? set anything up everything that's relevant we see in a flashback we see more things that happen in the so first insulting. one in flashbacks that because it, the second movie I recaps just... so much of the first movie and this is a scene and parker i, I don't think alex knows much of it uh, parker i want to see how much you notice of it i notice a lot of the digital de-aging particularly for two characters one digitally de-aging eddie both for his voice and his face and the voice most of all weird bev remember bev in the first movie her eyes were extremely striking you're never going to forget that face and then in the second movie y'all ever seen the tex avery cartoon <laughs> it's good that they used their budget on that instead of any of the middle 90 what are you, minutes. What are you talking about those monsters are really good anyway <laughs> okay what do we want to go through all of them because i have things to important say. Here. before we get there i just i need to take a sidebar to talk about james mcavoy's shitty oh, stutter god that's oh, please take please the take the floor. Floor. It, is it is all i've been thinking Holy about shit. for two days it, it now all, like I, I said yes. this to you guys yes. before like before yes. we were recording but this is like jack nicholson's accent in departed too kind way too kind it is the most jimmy from south park ass fucking stutter like so okay so you have this character like he's out doing his own life he doesn't remember dairy he's like you know can talk normally he comes back you would think you know in a competently made movie especially one that's this long like he's gonna slowly get a stutter back as his memories come back like oh no you know like he's turning back into the kid again instead we get to the town within like a minute and a half he's just fucking stammering like it's the end of the world like he's stammering like my good friend parker when a girl tries to talk to him correct it is the most jarring fucking thing to listen to it's it honestly like it drags out scenes in a way that doesn't add anything to them it is i like james mcavoy i think he's a good i actor. know how much you liked him like, in i'm split. not i'm not i i did like it. he was the only good part of split yeah <laughs> As a fucking reprehensible movie where he was the only good thing about it. And I know he's a very competent actor that can do a lot of things. Man, if you can't do the stutter, just don't do the stutter. It's fine. It's better than what so you So here's, here's, like, here's my disconnect. is I wonder how much of this is the actor's fault and how much of this is the director's fault. Because the actor may have said, uh, Samer, uh, uh, okay, the best I got is, I want to buy this fucking bike and the director said yeah okay take one that's good because that's what it feels like like to me before they got back to Derry, when we first get introduced to him and he hears american accent i was like "Uh (laughs) uh-oh this could be a problem yeah and then 
can't yep. happening. That's the thing is, I, Alex, regard, I mean, disregarding all sort of comedy, I, I agree with you. I think James McAvoy is an excellent actor. I, I think he's very, very well. I, yeah, I, I'm not at all making yeah, a joke. Yeah, exactly. There's some like, jokes I, here, I, I think. Uh, listener, listeners know that I am okay with joking about a bunch of shitty things. James but, like, McAvoy this is, seriously is a just very good actor. A bad fucking stutter. It's, like, he... T- Parker, you grew up with people who stutter. You know who they were. You bullied them, didn't you? But it's like, I mean, you know how to stutter sounds, right? Oh, yeah. I was the yeah. bully, not the bully. You got not. it. Anyway. He, so, he read those tea leaves I'm, correctly. I'm very good at that sort of thing. So, I it and just... Like, the worst part... Like, uh, sorry, one more thing on this. The worst part is, like, if you do it right, if it's, like, the stutter that slowly comes back and he's, like, fully fucking stammering like an idiot two hours into the movie, it's very effective. Yes. Like... It's very much just like, oh, they're sinking back into their old ways. Like, I mean, it's the same thing with Bill Hader's character. If he goes from being like this guy who is like, you know, somewhat concerned about these people he hasn't seen in 20 years to just being like the dickhead that makes jokes over a two hour period, it works a lot better than just like, hey, I'm here. It, it, I fucked it your just mom. goes like, don't I suck? For that, anyway, bye. Know? I don't remember anything, but also I'm talking like Simple Jack now after five oh, seconds. Jesus, that too. Yeah. yeah. Mama make me feel good. Yeah, that's all I could think. There's like, a certain amount of laziness here, you know, which is which is a shame because I, I, one of the things that I haven't made clear on this is that for this movie, in so many parts, is one of the things I talk about so much on this podcast is if I can see the effort, I'm going to give you higher praise. And this is where I'm on my heels. Is I like this movie quite a bit more than either one of you did, mostly because I read the books in the night and I saw the 1990 version, and those are so bad. This looks like a masterpiece compared to them. But I, can, as much as I can see the effort put in by like the production crew. I, I just see like the the studio maybe too much effort on a number of occasions. It looks like they're so scared of this not reaching every single person in the audience that they have no confidence in any sort of uh, backbone here. You know, I'll I'll just use that to jump off and say, if this whole middle that we're talking about, if those monsters are practical, it's. At a full extra star because if, if those monsters never... are practical, it's completely different. I, I I would fight against Alex and say this is a good movie, even with like bad performances There's... at certain. Well, so this like, is setting up what we're going to get I, again, into. I, I just I, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep circling back to the same fucking thing. Like we have Ben, who is now a Chad. Oh God bless! Like his whole I character is like is like is like he's like he's this Chad like. He's this charismatic real estate guy. He goes out. He, like, talks to people. He's assertive. He does what he wants. He goes to this this setting, this, like, setting. And, like, yes, of course, the point is, like, oh, he's back to his kid self. He can't talk. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, his character, his character doesn't talk well. like a normal person. That is not fucking effective if you're just, like, you show me one scene of, oh, he's charismatic. And then the rest of the movie, he just can't talk. Because... I know what you're trying to tell me. You're just doing a horrible job of doing it. You know what? If you want to make that point about how this town turns them back into who they were when they were kids, make one of them leave for a little bit. Make one of them leave and go back to their normal fucking selves and be like, nah, fuck this. I gotta Which go back. Which we had like, three. No less than three. Something. Literally anything. Like, they just don't... Sorry. It's so three. Okay. No, it's th- three opportunities where Bill Hader desperately wanted to do that. Bill Hader wanted to make this a good movie. They're like, no. All right. Two things about Ben before okay. I forget. 
First of all, Bev realizing he wrote that note at the two hour and thirty five oh, we'll minute mark. Go yeah, fuck yourself. We'll the other back. thing, another thing with Pennywise not working when he's burying going, Oh, you're just a fat kid. It's like, oh, clearly I'm not. Clearly I'm in good yeah. shape. So I guess this. Like what the fuck? You can't just tell me that to my face. I'm not Have you stupid. seen my abs? <laughs> Look at me. No, but like back to what I was saying, like with the if they were practical, like we get to the scene with Bev at the old lady that's in all the trailers. That we've been saying for months that every time every that trailer plays, it just fucking time. crushes, yeah, like, course, every yeah, single time. And you get to, like, okay, like, we're gonna finally see it. And that thing comes out, I, that's when I uh, checked Parker, out, when Parker, I saw that. you're getting a little that bit goofy. ahead of me. I promise we're gonna get to that in a little bit. Just just give me a second, okay? Because... So- that is the moment I was out on this because movie. Because no I, I want to talk about the the scene where they're in the again. Look at me, and we're doing the video show right now. We're doing the clubhouse scene. I'm doing the finger quotes here. God, this mighty, this is this is the scene where Finn Wolfhard, poor name, uh, is in the hammock next to Eddie. First of all, Eddie was so much cooler as a kid than he was as an adult. I mean, come on. Uh, yeah, it's never happened. Yeah, it was like so. I, again. I kind of. I'm yeah, peaking. just like. They have no physical chemistry. This sounds weird to say, but it's just like, okay, if you actually, uh, when's the last time you guys watched It Chapter One? When it came out, right? I hope so. Do, but yeah. even then, it wasn't that long ago. Remember how Eddie and Richie really weren't that physically close to each other? Even when they were placed next to each other, they really weren't like next to each other. It's like, oh, he's over here, and then there's Bill, Bev, Ben, and then there's Eddie. You know, it's like there's there's a lot of in between over there. That's you're trying to set up that, and I'll I'll get it away right now. The movie tries to imply that Richie is closeted. This isn't in the book. This isn't in the 1990 version. And if they're, it doesn't try it, to imply. It comes out and straight fucking yeah, says it. it. Let's yeah, be but real. that's like, not even trying. It's like if you want to breadcrumb it, th- there's so many opportunities. It does it so ineptly. And this is a scene where it's like you had an opportunity. Just make Finn Wolfhard not kick him out of the hammock. For Christ's sake, it's so obvious. But that's what they do because oh yeah, that's what boys. Because that's what boys do. Boys always kick and tease and pull pigtails. That's all that boys do when they like a girl. It's so fucking insulting and demeaning, and it's just so reductive. It's like you don't understand. He should just go his own way. Here's a better idea. How about you ask one of the best writers I've ever heard for writing children, Stephen King, Jeffrey Jones. Also him, but <laughs> Stephen. These remind me of another thing that drove me crazy. Where Pennywise teasing him like, "Oh, you'll play truth or dare." I know your secret. Like it's 2016. Just be like, "Oh, hey guys, I grew up with. Yeah, I, I kind of want to kiss dudes." All right, I'll never see y'all again. Peace. That's like, the thing the, is, like, why is that this thing like, that's haunting him? Like, but like, times. not only is it like, oh, this big secret, you can't tell anybody. You're so scared. It doesn't. It doesn't pay off yeah of course not that somebody's sexuality should pay off but if you're gonna make a big fucking deal about it in the movie movie then do something with it like very important that this movie tries to make a big deal of it and i don't know maybe it's a cynic in me maybe it's the cynic in me but i have a feeling that this movie tried to do like the oh sure we killed off a gay character in the first act but we tried to make up for it in the third act turns out that the your favorite character was gay all along because uh, uh? I, I just feel like that's a studio note because it that's the thing where is where it all comes there it's just like oh that's what we're trying to do the whole time wink wink it's so lazy it is so 
poorly done. It's so poorly set up. That's what really gets me. So here's the thing is, again, I, I, I keep, I'm sorry, we're still stuck on the seat before we get to that middle act, which is so awful. It's all right. That middle act is going to take it's us going to take us some time, but we have to get to it. Is first, before all that happens, a positive scene, a scene that I actually liked, is they're all in the clubhouse, again, a hole in the ground, and they all say to each other, I, I don't remember who it brings up. I, uh, Parker, I think it was Ben who brings it up, the fat one. He says, do you think we'll all be friends when we grow up? And that most of them... made me feel... I, was, I didn't hate the movie yet. And, and I was most like, of them... Oh, I wasn't ready to feel Most of them say, of course we are. Of course, why wouldn't we be friends growing up? That scene touched me. I, I thought that was a very... Uh, when I say that scene with all the children touched me, not in the way that the book touched children in a anyway I thought that scene well that scene would have been a lot more effective on me if I didn't see Good Boys 2 uh, yeah, yeah, which yeah. does that whole thing I, way I thought that way, scene, way better I, and is also a movie with real jokes that being said that, that, that scene it. was so well done even with the enormous handi- handicap of 6 out of 7 of them wearing shower caps because of the spiders you see that we never actually see Thanks for another CGI anyways. But, but that being said, I, I did like that scene. You've seen a movie with CGI. The problem is that's when I started noticing is like oh, again, I haven't seen uh It Chapter One since it came out. With Parker, you, you know this a lot better than that. When did It Chapter One come out? Like two years ago? I think, I think it was so. two years. We haven't been I, doing this show yeah, that long. I think it no, hold on. I, yeah, I think yeah. it was I think it's been uh it's over 100 episodes. Right. Yeah, I think. Uh, I know, but it feels like. Right, right, right. I want to say 27. I think it was two years ago right. that that movie came out. There is no way that Bev looked the way she did in that movie that she does in this movie. Her eyes are completely different. It's just so obvious. Anyway, I. Okay, let's. I didn't see it's it. A, Sorry. Uh, I, I really <laughs> noticed it. Was it okay? Let's talk about eyes, Barker. Let's really talk about eyes. So we talk about it. Okay, the the King of Red Lions says to Link that he has to search down the six uh, pieces of the Triforce oh in order to resurrect the piece of Triforce of Courage in order to defeat Ganon. So Jessica Chastain goes to her childhood home and she searches down, I guess, some old woman who lives there. And this is the scene. Again, I'm not spoiling anything because this was in every single trailer. So, and it's still working to yeah, a point. Yeah, to a point, yeah. Actually, there's a lot that's working because even if you saw, like, the Green Man trailer, you see the Red Man trailer, oh, she's skeeting and popping between the uh, the doorway, right? You know, you're like, you look at it, it's like, oh, he was a member of the circus? And Parker, you and me, we both you we know, thought about Twisted Metal 4. No one's ever really gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's like, oh, <laughs> and you. she says, oh, are you still daddy's little girl? Are you? And the voice is, is pitched differently. And Parker and I are symbiotic. We're both white on your seats. Here it comes. I'm ready for the drop on the roller coaster. Parker, describe to me that monster that we see. This fucking eight foot tall, are you afraid of the dark CGI? You're way too kind. Right Tex Avery piece of fucking shit. It is the most comp. Like, is this supposed to be played for Did Jed kids? Clampett draw this thing? It is the it's, least scariest thing I have ever seen in my life. That is where I checked out completely. That was the like, worst part. One... That was when I knew. Because, again, I this is the thing. It's like I was enjoying this movie a little bit more than you guys were. It's like, this is pretty good. I like the artificial limitations. I like the way the characters interact. As soon as I saw that, 
completely took me out of the movie. It was the easily the worst I, thing I've seen in theaters this year. I wasn't disliking it, but I was like very consciously feeling a disconnect. I was doing a good thing. Like, I was I was okay. I'm liking things. They finally got together. I don't like all of their jokes, but I I'm liking the vibe that everyone's back. We're gonna get this rolling. And then at this point, it's like, okay, fuck this. Because that, that was like, it wasn't the first one, too. Like, that was like the third or fourth. It was like, we're no, going to do this no, for... No, no, That was the first one. That was, was the first one. Really? The, the old one it was the first sure... one. Yes. Oh, my yes, God. Was, I remember. Alex it felt right. like... So, here's the thing. is uh, One of the things that was so well-known... Think about, like, Spongebob. Remember the guy, Stephen Hillenberg, who does, like, the voice with Spongebob? But he does a laugh, which I can't do. He does the laugh, and he does it all naturally. It's whole organic. He just rubs his his two uh, fingers on his throat, and he does the laugh that way. Same thing here. Bill Skarsgård does that, I think. He does it all on his own. That actually scared James McAvoy and Bill Hader. They're like, oh, I didn't know you could do that on your own. Unfortunately... The studio got wind. They found out. Boy, did they, they fucking they heard, ever. Oh, he can do the eye thing? Guess what, guys? We found two-thirds of our movie. Because every single monster will do the eye thing. And that's supposed to be the scary part. Again, every single person. I challenge you. If you are listening. If you are scared by any one of these monsters. Message me. Email me. At, at terribleblog or at terribleasshole on twitter.com please no, wait, message no, me I want, I want to hear your reaction and tell me why this old gray lady with the hanging boobies and everything like that was supposed to be scary because she does the eye thing and that is supposed to be scary again I, I was the one who said the name she looks like a Tex Avery cartoon Droopy D is going to come up and go to her you know what she's old and then I'll put in the audio it's a lot better than my singing oh, I'm assuming we're going to go through all of them we will every we will. We single one of them do we have in, in the the second highest grossing horror movie ever second only to chapter <laughs> one Every single monster looks worse than Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark by a significant margin. I mean, think margin. about that. I would I call mean, it a tie. You know how much I disliked honest, the, 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 the overweight woman in the red scene in, in uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark? I would take that over when we get to I would take that over the old gray bins. woman in Jessica Chastain's situation. Dude, can we talk about fat boy bins? We will get to that in a second. Fucking... First, we have to go on to big techs. Parker, tell me all about Big Tex. The only reason for anyone to ever uh, go to Texas is for Big Tex. Parker, tell me about Texas. The funniest picture in the world is the picture of Big Tex on fire. It's the most haunting <laughs> thing you've ever seen. It's really funny. I, I will say one of my favorite moments from the trailer is when you see that is the Big Tex scene. Is when uh, Pennywise is floating on that... Uh, you know, fucking like group of balloons. Because all I can think about is the bear uh, episode where you just go goodbye. Well, I thought that was funny. Goodbye. Here's the thing: is I, there was one thing that I really liked about the scene. Is I know where you're going. Okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> because there's one thing I liked and one thing I hated. Is one thing I liked is uh, this is the Richie scene. Richie is traumatized because of who gives a shit, and uh, everyone is frozen in the background. But the movie yes. never addresses it. This is for a split second. Alex, did you see it when everyone's frozen in the background? Of course you did. You're not blind. I sure But uh, everyone is fucking, like, <laughs> just not doing anything. And then it, Richie runs away and Pennywise does nothing. This is a problem with the original narrative, is that Pennywise is not exactly proactive. And then he says, don't you want to play with the clown? And then he stares at the camera. 
This is a scene that I feel is sort of a microcosm of the movie. Is he just stares at the screen and his his face sort of mutates very slowly, very su- very subtly. This is a good effect. I'm not being facetious here. His face sort of subtly mutates, so it's a little bit more uh, vertical, right? It's, it's a little bit longer, and it's 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 wrong. It's mutated, and you could just feel there's something wrong here. Here's the problem: it takes at least a minute. This is way too long. This is wasted time. Now, I'm not thinking about the movie. I'm not thinking about Richie Tozier. I'm not thinking about Pennywise the Clown. I'm not thinking about Bill Denbro. I'm not even thinking about Stephen King. I'm thinking about the poor, underpaid intern who's sitting behind Don't a... Don't worry, com- you'll be thinking about Stephen King yeah, real I'm, soon. I will get to so. it. Well, I'm thinking about the poor, unpaid intern who's sitting behind a computer going like, stretch, stretch, stretch. No, that's too much. One second. Stretch, stretch. Stretch. And that's all that they do. The it is so unbelievably more concerned with effects and oh, have we scared you yet? Are you scared yet? Oh, I. I'm sorry, we did skip over. I think the best acting in the entire movie. Uh, this goes to Finn Wolfhard. Finn Wolfhard again. Poor no name. Finn Wolfhard gave unquestionably the best performance in the entire movie. Because he was able to pretend that Street Fighter 1 was an entertaining and enjoyable fighting game that you would want to play more than once. These guys lived in Maine. Like, they had, like, three arcade cabinets. I would cabinets. rather pound nails into my forehead than play Street Fighter. That game is unplayable. We'll move on to the next scene, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, my shit is lagging really bad. Sorry, you, I'm trying yeah, to make I sure it doesn't drop. Are you good? I was, are you good yeah. now? All right. Uh, anyway, we're good, we're the, okay, I, I, I want to I wanna just mention this before we get any further. Is I, I've mentioned this to Alex uh, off mic, and I mentioned it, I think, to Parker uh, off mic as well, that this is where I started to notice, like, oh, the movie's going to be like this. Because in the Jessica Chastain bit, it's not just Jessica Chastain, it's Bev the character, which means both younger Bev and older Bev. I'm like, oh, I I do like that younger actress. In fact, I like her better than Jessica Chastain. I didn't really need her. Okay, I guess the the dad kind of looks like Jean-Claude Van Damme. I, I, I don't know. I don't really need to see the sexual assault thing again. But, oh, okay, it's fine. You know, I, I'm reminded. I remember the first movie. It's okay. And then the second part comes with Richie. It's just like, oh, I, I don't need to see him as a kid again. I, I can just see the Bill Hader version. I like Bill Hader. I think it's pretty. Oh, okay, we're going to yeah, do this. So this is actually, like, this scene right here. And, like, I completely agree with you on the way that the scene where, like, he's just, like, where Pennywise is just talking to Bill Hader and all the people Mm -hmm. in the background, like, you can see them slowly changing and the color changes. I think that's a great, really, really effective scene. But also, at the end of that scene, that's where I sit there and go, man, what the fuck is this movie about? Like, this clown ostensibly wants to kill these people, right? He needs them to come back to town so he can kill them. But also, he's just playing with his food for two and a half hours. Like, literally, I'm sitting... I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there watching this scene, and the voice that comes into my head is one Scott Evil saying, why don't you just go back in time and kill him while he's sitting on the crowd? Okay. Like, you bring them back to the town so you can murder them, and then you don't, like, like, I get, okay, whatever, you know, like, it's 27 years, there's aliens, there's Indians, there's like weird totems. Our friend killed himself because he was so afraid of a clown. Like, like, 
there's stuff going on. And then this is the point where you're like an hour and 30 minutes of the movie and go, oh, none of this adds up, does uh, it? Like, this isn't going okay. anywhere. Uh, the, the idea here, and this is this is my, I, I'm surprised it took me this long. This is my first book reader comment, is uh, the reason that he's just, I guess, faffing about and just scaring them instead of doing anything useful is, and this these are words from the book, don't blame me for it. This is him seasoning his meat. This is him salting his meal before he eats it. It's it tastes He's better the if they're more scared like, before he I, eats them. Uh, let's talk about a good scene very briefly. Can we talk about a a decent good scene, Parker? I don't know if you feel this way. I thought it was a good scene. The the girl under the bleachers. Did you like that scene? Because I yes, like that scene. I, I, I actually like. I would have liked to see. Eight more of that scene, and none exactly. of the middle. That, I thought Correct. that was a well done like, scene, and it makes sense in the context of the movie. You keep talking about how like oh bad shit's happening again. Here's three examples over three hours, like because it's what you talked about. Force like every character has to live this scare, but also a three young version too. That's it's like just show me more random kids just getting that's tricked. The thing. That scene is Alec, uh, Parker, really good. Thank you so much for bringing it up. Is I'm going to say something that is a tremendously hot take for this podcast and for humanity in general. I liked the Triforce hunting segment in uh, Wind Waker. I, d- I don't need it cut down or anything. I don't need a super fast sailing version. I All right, I'm done. Liked it. I had such a good time. I liked the music. I liked everything about it. I I, I enjoyed it. And in this movie, I knew beforehand because I had read the book and I had seen the 1990 version. I knew that's what they had to do. There was really no way they could kind of get around it, where they all go at once and this sort of thing. You could have just made I, it. I, I, movie, I agree. But... I agree. But for this movie, I knew that's what they had. Oh no! But then you couldn't have gotten that Stephen. We'll King get to that. Movie. We'll yeah, get to you're that. You're right. I I, I understand that. where they were going. I I expected this. What I did not expect, what I had hoped they would not do, is show me, hey, remember the kids? Remember how much you like them? Please pay us more money to see this over and over again. Please buy the DVD, Blu-ray, digital combo pack. No, I'm sorry, I'm not going to do that. I, I, Look, I like the kids. Just leave them as they are. Don't pimp them out. Why are you doing this? Jessica Chastain can act? God, like, just money grab and make a trilogy. And do two different movies that are both better. Oh, than that wouldn't this. be hard. Actually. I'll see it. T- I'll see two. I don't care. Don't make me sit there for three hours and watch this garbage. It's, it's just that I. I'm here. So the simplest way I can put it, I'm fine getting six Triforce pieces. I am not fine getting thirteen Triforce pieces. They decided to double up on every single character. This brings us to the next one, everyone's favorite, Ben. But Chris, Parker, good news, explain. dude. Like, yeah, you had your 12, but don't forget. Dude, Henry Bowers broke out. Isn't that oh, cool? Oh, Jesus Christ. He's still in this? Yeah. Parker, explain to okay. me. Uh, yes, this zombie brought oh, me my knife. stupidest. Th- was that like the lamest now. thing you've ever seen? And again, remember, uh, uh, again, Alex, you didn't see the 1990 version with Tim Curry, but holy shit. Correct, for, and I'm going to keep it that way. lame shit in well, the 1990 version, uh, for the most part, I'm watching this movie, it's like, well, it's least the not, at least it's not the Tim Curry version. And then the Henry Bowers scene happened, I'm like, uh, didn't that scene just have like an actual dog just wearing a clown That was wig? legitimately one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. I was laughing so hard I legitimately could not breathe. So, speaking of laughing so hard. The Ben scene, Parker, your floor. Little uh, big titty Ben. <laughs> legitimately Dummy boobs thick. drawn on his locker. 
a snack. Are we are we are we going to Ben before we go to the Bill with uh, Stephen the, King? The, my good friend we'll get, Stephen yeah, King. Yeah, we, we're going to Ben first. Third? I want to go to Ben first because I'm pretty sure I, the habit okay. right, we'll go out of order. That's fine. Because I could not believe. So here's this. the thing. I can uh, if I tell you what. Parker's taking too long. I'll start it off. So he's All he's right. sitting. Oh, that's my fault. It is entirely no, no, your fault. You should apologize. So Ben's just sort of sitting in the room with his projector. It's 1989. Who gives a shit? And uh, he falls asleep. And then there's Bev right there. His childhood crush. Oh no. And then this is a scene I like. She, she, he, uh, Pennywise sort of uses his lust and not even lust. Maybe it's his affection against him. That's really good. And then Parker, you ever play Twisted Metal? Uh, Alex, you got the uh, you know bingo sheet. You got it going here, dude. We filled the card before uh, we even started recording. It's fine. Right. 9-11 was so. <laughs> so anyway, this is a that's a sweet tooth effect, right? The the flaming hair. I only have four in a row. Parker, Parker, Parker. I, Parker, I want you to cast your mind back. This is a couple years before you were born. It's a little 1984 movie called Nightmare on Elm Street. It's a little indie movie. Maybe you haven't heard of it. Hey, wait and a remember how the effects in that movie were better than the effects here? To be fair, they just lit a dude on fire. Which, to be fair, he did but, win an okay, award so, for that. People actually tried in this. But, and here they're just like, what if ten different people did some sort of computer effect for it. I'm, I'm sure... No, no, it, let's set this thing up. No, no. Man, would it have killed you to have that new Kids of the Block poster move right? one oh, time? No, no, no. We'll get to it, we'll get to it. Parker, go ahead. Like, the the best scares in this movie are, like, the people not moving or the old lady in the background. The things that aren't running at exactly. you screaming. We but I digress. Like in the first movie with the old lady in the library. But yeah. I digress. Just make the eyes that's, move once yeah. and I'm happy. Like, that's all you need well, hold in on. this... Well, Alex, Somehow, Alex, ten minutes scene. Parker, go ahead. I like what you're saying about eyes moving, but check this out. <laughs> what if Ben's sitting there and Bev's like, "Oh, hey, how's it going?" And she's smoking because she's yeah. Cool. That's what. That's yeah. And like you know, they're talking, they're flirting as you do, and they as lean I've... in to kiss, as I've never done, <laughs> and hope I never will. And she starts laughing, like, "Oh my god, you thought you were gonna kiss? I see you as a friend." And, like, she goes out of frame. She's like, oh, you're fat, you fat fucking piece of shit. You and your fucking Funko Pops, you fat piece of shit. And then it cuts back to her close-up. And she's just a giant CGI face on fire looking worse than Jason Statham and Craig 2. It is the most embarrassing That's thing the I've thing seen is in the there, There's this no build-up. You know, if, if we had had, like, her eyes burst out of her skull, a little bit of her hair suddenly becomes auburn fire like in the poem that no one actually bothered to read like maybe it would be just something. just go camp and make her say smoking kills and start chasing actually her. like who cares just wait, give me something alex smoking kills would be one thousand times better than what we got because we already got guess and couldn't got guess couldn't cut it we already know that's that's pennywise's personality why not do that Okay, so here's the thing. Uh, we'll get to it. Nah. And Alex, we'll just have him run into sorry, a locker. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but this is the scene. He decides to hide in his own locker. First of all, bullshit. There's no way he can fit in his locker. Second of all, I, I've stuffed a lot of kids into their locker. There's no way they can fit in there. Anyway, so he's sitting in there, and I can see that new, cl- that new kids on the block poster. That's one of the scariest parts of the movie. That's like, holy shit. You see that guy's <laughs> fucking smile? What the fuck is going on with that? I see if, that poster, and I'm like, well, I've seen exactly. a horror movie. So and, the camera's no, going to move. That's the, the thing. Camera. That's the thing. The Man. most predictable no, fucking no, that's the camera. Thing. Parker is so just angry. like, I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it. All right. The camera's pushing away. All right. I know what's going to happen. All of the... So... <laughs> 
all of the filming here is fucking right. dog shit. And we're all going to agree on that. It fucking sucks. But then, you have the nerve an hour later in this movie to be like, oh yeah, I had my totem in my wallet the whole time. And this whole scene was for nothing! It was for nothing! He carried his fucking thing with him his entire life! He did not need to be in this ten minute fucking scene where well, nothing let's hold happens! On to that. Let's hold on to that. Let's not forget what happens to Mike in the I climax. I can't hold on to it anymore! This movie fucking It's important sucks. to remember. That's important. I'm glad you brought it up. It's very important. Parker, wouldn't it have been better if maybe that nucleus on the block poster wasn't the clown? Maybe that that thing just like winked at him, you know, made it seem like it was someone just supernatural. Literally anything besides the clown not rushing at him, going running at the screen while a loud noise plays. Like y'all don't understand. I watch horror all the time. I jump at literally everything. Not once in this three hours. Like I. And the most easily startled person that has ever been put on this planet. I mean, and this no, movie like, did what, fucking that, nothing. No, I'm so sorry. That first Henry Bauer scene when like the balloons oh, like stuff out of the bed and he's pulling Christ. on it, and you're like, oh, I wonder what's gonna be back there, and then it's just like a shitty CGI zombie. Like, oh. that's the thing is, like, you see everyone else in the theater. Everyone anything. else is like, that should have gotten else me. Is putting their it fingers didn't. in the air is like, oh, it's gonna pop and it, he's gonna die or something is going to happen, and then it's a zombie. The first one made like six hundred million dollars. <laughs> Fucking hired Thompson. Do, do you remember? Jesus do you Christ. remember that character who didn't have a name in the first movie? Well, he's back ah, and completely the other so guy unrec- with the Metallica so shirt. unrecognizable that we had to include a scene of him in the first movie. We're like, oh, it's this guy. For all you stupid I people that in the at audience, first, to match like, okay, he's that kid. He's that kid. All right, that was helpful. Little did I know that was going to be the entire Yeah, movie. yeah, pretty much. And there's Simmons kids. So again. let's move on to it's time. Bill Denbro, played by James McAvoy, Jeez. featuring a cameo appearance by mom, one mom, mom, Stephen King. Let Bill decides what is my fucking, you know, childhood memory? Who gives a shit? He goes to some sort of antique store. And now this is Let's go buy now, this now, bike if it thing, doesn't matter. The thing the is, this actually spoke to me in a lot of ways. Is whenever I visit Rhode Island, I go to a lot of stores like this, a lot of these antique stores. There's a lot of old New Englanders, much like Stephen King. It goes up there. And he, Dude, that state's like eight I'm, miles across. How many antique oh, stores can there be? Oh, you would be surprised. Anyway, he sees this like, that's my bike. I remember. He goes to Stephen King, and Stephen King, I'm not kidding here, gives unquestionably the single best performance of his life. This is an ins. What's this your is offer? an insult because Stephen King and I know you are listening, Mister King. He cannot act. He is perhaps one of the worst actors I've ever seen in my life. He, I mean, you see, you talk about his performance in Creep Show. We talk about his performance in Langoliers. You talk about his performance in Pet Cemetery. You talk about his performance in Maximum Overdrive. The man, and you talk about his performance in the Shining TV miniseries, which uh, Parker is going to get to know very well. It's just awful. The man I'm cannot act. But in this, I thought I found him credible. I found him credible. I, I mean, so here's the thing: the scene starts. I recognize him. Like oh, you, you point at the screen, you clap like a seal. That, that was your thought. Cute. No, no, no. It's like because he used to do it in all his movies. Like that's yeah, cute, yeah, yeah. whatever. And then it kept going. And he kept yeah. talking, and he got up, and he walked over there, and he kept talking. I was like, holy fucking now, shit. Now, Parker, this whole scene, I, I said yeah. this to Chris earlier, but this whole scene, 
All I could think was like, man, Stanley's fucking dead. I thought we were done that, with that's this. That's the thing. Parker, did you like the scene where, the part of the scene, where, where, no. where Stephen King looked at the camera, <laughs> winked and said, they all hate the endings. Then winked again and did a little like jumped, clicked his heels and walked away. <laughs> like the first time we saw him, they're like, "Oh yeah, Danning sucks." I'm like, "That's kind of cute." And then for this, for really, character. dude, you don't get. And I'm, again, this is actually. I will. La- I will admit, I laugh from Bill Hader. So we got to get the fuck out of here before this ends shittier than one of his books. I was like, "That's, that's pretty funny." Yeah. Yeah, and then good, eighteen yeah. more that characters. Was, that's good. Said that's good. It. Here's the thing: is that Stephen King. Again, this is not very nice to say to a guy who got hit by a car, but... Fuck him, he's Stephen made a billion King dollars. Right, does ending. not get to make a joke about shitty endings. You ended a book with a child orgy. You have lost that privilege. It's it's so, so uncon... And also, the ending to The Mist, maybe worse, I don't know. But, like, come on. You, you, you don't get to make that joke anymore. How about you write a book with a decent fucking yeah, ending? Actually, it owns that the missed movie is just so much that even the that because they changed that the even ending. Stephen King admitted, "Wow, I guess I never thought of writing a good ending." <laughs> I feel like even every Stephen King fan will tell you, like, yeah, just stick with the short stories because you can't that's, fuck that's up that's a thirty-page story. <laughs> like most of his short stories are pretty good, besides the one about the school shooting. The Lawnmower Man's pretty good, though. <laughs> the Lawnmower Man is his best Check adaptation. That out. We all agree. But uh, I will admit, is okay. So uh, Chris hasn't seen Silver yet, yet, but I'm getting to it. Okay, so <laughs> hey, here's the uh, thing. Who wants to watch Silver Bullet? No, here's the thing. Week. Here's the thing. I this is We're guys, the way, buddy. guys, focus, settle. <laughs> Sorry. An Dad. important thing here is this gets me to a scene that I both loved and hated. Is I, this is a scene where it's just like oh, I haven't greased it in a while. I don't know how fast that bike can go and. James McAvoy looks at the camera and says, Well, sir, it was fast enough to beat the devil, which is an Ernest Hemingway quote, and then it cuts to him, like, Oh, oh shit, this this bike fucking sucks, you know? This is an awful bike, you know? Like, uh, Raymundo's gonna kill me. Here's the thing, though. It's... I, I, I don't... I, okay, so, like, think about, like, a Sam Raimi horror movie. That knows when to play the, the, the comedy, right? Think about uh, Idle Hands. That knows when to play the comedy. This was n- this really doesn't know when to play the comedy. It's just like, oh, I I, I guess this is supposed to be funny because I, I I expected a heartwarming scene. It's like, oh, I I guess it's funny. The 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 bike sucks. Uh oh oh okay. Now the bike is good I now. Mean, I if if the handlebars came off and he wiped out and Otto walked on screen and said, "You bounced a check. Your tush could that would have been funny. I would have lost like, it. That this... would have been good comedy. Yeah, he should have eaten shit way it's, harder. I. Either here's do it the or thing don't. is, like, that scene in almost any other movie would have worked, but here's the problem. You named her movie It Chapter 2. I know what kind of movie you're trying to make. Th- this comedy really doesn't work. Man, can can I just sort of side from that for a second? The amount of times they just, like, aggressively enunciate it when they're talking... <laughs> It's a real Oh, actually, I, I, I... Like, like I... So I'm normally, like, I will always laugh when, when somebody, like, finds their way to say the title of the movie, and I will stare at whoever I'm watching the movie with and say, title of the movie. <laughs> My favorite, of course, being That's it. in Face Off. <laughs> That's a good one. I am gonna tear his face. Oh. Sorry. I, 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 I love it. Oh. I 
No, okay, so no, you you, you were too to... early. Watch that scene again. <laughs> do you want do you want to stick on this scene or do you I... want to transition from not knowing when to play jokes onto no, our I hold next up there is one more thing club. I want to do because I'm sorry if I sound arrogant, but I think that I could write what comes right after this better than Stephen King, better than whoever this Hollywood writer is. Now, just bear with me and see if this sounds a little bit better. So, uh, James McAvoy, Bill Denbro, stuttering Bill Denbro, goes to the exact same drain pipe where Georgie got bit, right? And he goes up to that drain pipe and he just, he yells down into it, you know, it's like, I, I miss my brother, I, why'd you have to take him, I, I want him back, sort of, sort of thing. And then uh, he's like, oh, then he walks away and then he hears Georgie's voice, he tries to reach up for him, he sees the hands, a bunch of little baby hands grabbing him, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I get it, it's like, uh, I guess Pennywise wants to eat him or some shit. Wanna, you want to have a better scene here? How about this? Bill Denbro goes up to the uh, Super Saiyan, right? He goes up to it and he just starts screaming, I miss my brother, I want him back, I, 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 all I wanted was that, why'd you have to take him away from me? And he hears nothing. Nothing except maybe, if anything, the sound of his own voice echoing back. And he feels hollow inside. And he takes his bike back to the hotel with the rest of them, never daring to mention a no. second of it. This is subtlety. This is something that Stephen King could no, never imagine. No, you need the clown. But, but, but how's he going to burn his point. bike? Why don't the, we have the, the fucking pot. killer clown? Why don't we, yeah. Remember when we go on this adventure to get all of the all of the pieces, and then one guy's had his piece the whole time, and then another guy has a whole scene where he doesn't get his piece, and then a third guy just throws a random inhaler in. Like, isn't <laughs> that, that cool? Fucking thing. I, dude, this, I, I'm getting madder just thinking about this movie. I, I like, don't want to talk about this. Anymore. I liked the reveal because the whole movie, I'm thinking like, why would you feel guilty? Like he got eaten by an alien. I did like the reveal of like he was just faking being sick and just didn't want to go outside. I was like, oh, that's pretty good. No, that was and actually. I felt that, but. And then they just did the scene from the first movie with him. And yeah, remember that scene? Well, you're gonna see it again. That was a really effective scene. So, but now his hands inside oh, of him. He's it's really creative. So let's move on to Eddie. We all like Eddie. Remember how good Eddie was in the first movie? And you're like, oh, I want to see more of this kid. I hope he does really well. Why don't they put him in Stranger Things? And then they don't. Anyway, so he's in it again. And now he's older. And his older version sucks dick. So he goes down to the lower version of the... Which... Parker, again, this is Silent Hill. We might as well put a token on top of a token for your thing. It's it's like it's a very Silent Hill sort of scene where he just goes down into this lower section of the pharmacy. It's the most Silent Hill fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. And then remember the leper from the first movie? You know the worst by the least exactly the worst part of the The first movie. He's back, and then he's uh, you know he wants to attack the mother. You know what's scary in 2019, dude? Yeah, remember, and then he he attacks the mother. Remember the character no one cared about? Well, he attacks her again. Anyway, oh well, now Eddie's older. He's much more mature, and he's you know it's better. I I will admit, young Eddie had a great scene, a funny as hell scene where he's walking around and he could hear the music. It's the atmosphere. The atmosphere changes just like. This is the scary thing. Be scared, Bavis. And he's walking around, and he hits, like, two of those milk cartons. He accidentally knocks the red off it. He goes, ah! it's, it's, like, that's kind of funny. Very that, relatable that content. Funny. Everyone in my theater laughed because you could tell that it was manufactured, but it's also, it works with the scene. It was, it's good. Turns out that little kid actor who's, like, 10 years old is better than everyone else in the movie. That's kind of sad. Anyway, now we have older Eddie who's going around there, and you're like, wow, this guy sucks. How he gets killed. And wouldn't you know it, 
the leper's back for a third fucking time. And Parker, you know where I'm going with this. When he starts puking the black bile into Eddie's mouth, his stripes, and they, and they start they start <laughs> playing that song, "Call Me Angel in the Morning." Was was that a mistake? Was that an accident? Okay, so I have to admit I listened to the half in the bag, and I'm stealing this. But it they pitched something that I'm agreeing with 100 percent that they put the scene in the editing bay. They watch it and went, "Oh shit, this isn't scary at all." How do we pivot to make this intentionally funny instead of unintentionally? It didn't work, but it feels like they tried to film it to be like, oh my god, it's vomiting on him. And then it played and it was like, oh shit, this sucks. Uh, what do we do, guys? Let's put a silly song over it. A song that doesn't go with this at all. You would never think of scene? vomiting like, black bile into someone's mouth when you hear this song. Don't call me like, Angel in the Morning. Okay, fine, I get it. Just have that song playing in the background and then have it turn I like even that like it's still not funny but it's something uh, so it's just needle drops for that's, a second that's the and thing a half and is when stops. I think about this is I'm it's so close to working it's just like you can play that song when someone is vomiting black bile into someone else's mouth you gotta set it up better than this and you have to continue it better than this it plays for less than a second why why on earth did you do this? Was that your best effort? Really? Did not get a laugh. It got a confused look from everyone. Oh, I, you know what? You wanna know who laughed? My sister. That's it. That that's it. That's that's the only laugh that you got from my sister who'll laugh at anything, really. Who is Hey, alright. Now I have to <laughs> Thank edit you. so much more Alright. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that young Eddie was the kid from Shazam, which is literally two movies where he's had more Impossible. Time than That's else not in true. It. Oh, it's the ridiculous. Shazam. Never mind. I thought you meant Kazam. Anyway. Uh it's Oh Mandela. Oh, Thank you. God, I think it might be right. It's just so Beat they bring that, that that kid back and then they realize some at some point someone heard me say out loud, The new Eddie sucks. One warning card. Ah, oh, fuck you. So anyway, uh they, they were like, Oh, we have to give the new Eddie, the older Eddie, more funny lines. He comes back to the hotel. Yo, what happened to you? Nothing. Okay, he goes back upstairs. It I, that should be funny, but it doesn't work in the context of that there's a killer demon who's out to kill them. And then Parker, our good friend Henry Bowers, is back. Dude, they did the fucking oh open God, the medicine really? cabinet and I shut can't it. He might asshole. It. That is the that's what the oldest truck in the book, isn't it? Year is this? Like halfway Jesus through. Jesus Christ. Yeah, anyway, I We're like halfway through now, this. Now here's the thing, and here's the thing is I we are going longer than I expected, but we have to. Is this was not in the book. I'm Okay. <laughs> okay. Here's the thing is I didn't expect Eddie to get stabbed through the cheek. I'm pretty sure that didn't happen in the book. I could be wrong. That's probably page 557. But either way, he gets stabbed through the cheek and then I don't even understand what either actor was doing now or what the director is doing. Eddie starts smiling and hiding behind a shower curtain. And he's just like, "Huh." He starts it's a very Jim Carrey sort of face that he's pulling here. And then he's like, oh, come out behind that shower curtain. Why are, you hi- why are you hiding? I was like, he's not hiding when you know where he is. It's like there, there's a thin sheet in front of you. Then he takes the, the knife out of his cheek and stabs the bully in the stomach. 
And and then as he's leaving, you can very ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. We got and him. then the most clearly eighty-yard <laughs> voice since Parker, you know, because you were the only one of us who was awake during this thing. The Justice League. Oh shit! When Batman's waking up after getting his ass kicked by Superman, is like, <laughs> oh man, glad wish he was yeah, on our well, side. Why'd you cut off that mullet? It's been thirty years. I look. I get the joke. I know that in any other movie that might be funny, but. You know, it's a killer demon out there, right? He just got stabbed in the yeah, fucking exactly. mouth. Fuck Maybe he'd, he'd be, so like, angry. hurt. Maybe he would be, you know, having difficulty forming complete sentences because of the hole in his mouth. Oh my god. Every time we talk about a scene, it makes me think of another scene. Like, because we're talking about Eddie. Can you remember the beginning of the movie where we see that he's married a woman that's, like, exactly like his mom? That'd be fun to explore. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I bet. There's a lot nope. of scenes. Don't have time a, for that. Gotta go find some Yeah, tokens. that's the thing is there's a lot of scenes where they use a character's, uh, you know, inner struggle or, like, their personality against them. And that's the stuff that works well. That's one of the things that the book does well. I mean, if it were, I mean, I don't want to compare too much to, like, some of the original versions. I mean, let's not forget the 1990 version included a mummy. Uh, I would... Be so happy with this Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, a mummy's scarier than Paul Bunyan. I disagree. <laughs> I don't think I agree. I, I don't think I agree. Uh, <laughs> is the movie racist? I think that's a good question. I mean, he has he has more to do than he did in the first one. Oh, movie. well, in that it's case. It's for me to call a movie based on a book from the 80s racist because everyone in the 80s was is, racist. So if your source material is racist, it is of course so your much movie's going to be racist. Awful than I expected because in the book he does nothing. In the 1990 version, he does nothing. In this version, and then he gets stabbed. In this version, Parker, explain to me the library scene. Tell me how good it was. Oh, don't put words uh, no, in my you mouth. Told me it was great. Are we going to talk about Chekhov's axe? No, it was so God good. Alex, my. you tell me about the library scene. It was so good, right? Oh, you see, well, when we were in the <laughs> library earlier, we saw this ancient axe in this case. And then we're back in the library, and the bully's there, but not his zombie friend, who I guess is just oh. driving the Corvette around because uh, whatever. Fucking who cares? And then. Yeah. Um, and then I, they you... fight. And then Eddie shows up, and the axe is on the ground. And he axes the bully in the back of the head. And then Mike goes back to doing so nothing. So here's the thing. is In the 1990 version, one of the things that they do somewhat well is is uh, Mike Hamlin is a little bit more well-characterized. He's a guy who never actually left Maine. It's one of the more progressive things that they did for, uh, for a work that came from the 80s. And yes, people from the 80s were still very racist, especially people from Maine. Nothing says progressive like staying in Maine. Yeah, but it's, it's like there's this character, he seems more human than every, than every single one of the other characters. Let's compare him to Andy Dick, who we'll get to at some point. Man, we he, have to... He seems unhinged in I, this movie. Whereas in this... The lightest way to put it. He's the old spice. I like the portrayal of like, like Alex said, like, oh, this dude might just be fucking crazy. He might have just spent the last three decades reading up on every child that went missing in this shitty city. But also, that's just another case of like, hey, all these characters have a lot of interesting things that could be fleshed out. But I guess that's what happens when you get the the sole writing credit. To the guy who wrote all the Annabelle oh, the good ones, movies. right? Oopsies. Yeah. Anyway. yeah. So I, I just feel like they... I don't know. I just feel like Mike was the biggest afterthought of the movie. 
I really do. I feel like no one cared about Mike. And this is from a studio perspective. Because Mike was one of the ones that I cared about most in the original movie. Because I thought that little kid was really good. He was like one of the very few actors that I thought was better as a child actor than the child actors in the original 1990 version. Which I really like. Again, Jonathan Brandis, Emily Perkins, Seth Green. They were all really good. This new kid was really good. And then they grow him up and they give him almost nothing. And it's one of the things that made me think about is... Uh, he doesn't even go on the spirit quest. That no, he doesn't. And like, the one thing that he does, like, uh, okay, like, like, I, I don't want more spirit quest. To be clear, but if you're gonna give me five, you may as well give me six. <laughs> you say that, but actually, I am so sick and tired of seeing all the shit that I'm actually kind of done. Well, yeah. What was his token? Does anyone remember? It was, it was the rock bit. that Bev threw at the bullies. <laughs> That's no, it wasn't even stupid. his rock. Whatever. It was Bev's rock. Remember? Well, apparently it's his token. His, again, is his exact words were, Bev, remember this rock? This is the one that you hit Henry Bowers with. Weird that I was able to find this. Hey, guys, remember that scene? We forgot Here, to film Here's my a better backstory. idea. Why, why not give him an inkwell? Because he worked uh, in or near uh, uh, a plant where there was journalism going on. Because, again, he gets that newspaper that says, Two crackheads die in, fi- die in fire crackheads in a newspaper headline and you don't immediately assume I mean, they sh- in Maine I believe it <laughs> they show it at the end where he flips to that same page yeah and it, it says say two that, so. locals might as well be crackheads same I, I appreciate oh, that you? So I like small details considering this movie stopped so here them. let's let's move on to a scene Parker you remember how much I like Enter the Dragon I'm yeah aware. I love that movie I know you hated it but anyway so Bill Denbro decides what? to go to an amusement park and he chases this little kid who has no name he exists in this movie only to get yelled at by 40 year old men what a contract it's a living you have to get yes. out of this town <laughs> oh okay. I'll, I, I will go to the clown sorry anyway he decides to go into this clown maze thing which by the way I wouldn't go in there that looks like it sucks but he goes in there anyway and I mean, Chris, everything at also that sucks. If you're going to a carnival, it's because you live in shitty nowhere, Maine. So anyway, do. you know what I'd rather do than go to the carnival? Else. So Fortnite. Bill is chasing after this little, again, nameless kid. So we know he's cooked through this, Get back through here, this maze Get back of here. mirrors and glass, like he's the like he's Mike from Dark Seed Two. And then he corners the kid, and wouldn't you know? Oh no, there's Star- there's a Pennywise right behind him, and he licks the glass that was in the trailer, so nobody's scared. And then Pennywise starts uh, banging his head on the glass so he can get to the kid, and he keeps doing it, and he does it some more. I feel when I listen, and then he does it some more. And then he does this some more. He keeps on banging his head. And this goes on for another 15 minutes. He keeps banging his head. And then he stops. Oh, he might be done now. And then he does one big bang of his head on the glass. And then he eats the kid's head. You know what the least effective part of this is? The banging the head on the glass. That, like... So, like, he's beating his head on the glass. The glass is slowly cracking. Like, he's, you know, working his way through. But there are no stakes because James McAvoy's on the other side just punching the glass that nothing is happening to. So, like, you know the kid's going to die immediately. There's no tension. There's no There's no nothing. Like, either the clown's going to fuck off like he's been doing for the past two hours, or he's going to break through and kill the kid. There's no, 
there is a zero percent chance that James McAvoy is ever going to save him. There's no like you know, oh, I have this knife. I'm going to use it to get through the glass. There's no, there's no stakes. He's just beating on the glass like, no, no, I can't do anything. I'm just a limp dick fucking loser. And then it ends, and we go to the next scene. Like, I would be willing to look over a lot of that if this scene happened two hours earlier. But at this point, sure. yeah. my arms were crossed, and I was like. This looked cool in the trailer, but I'm fucking done with this movie. Little did I know there were still like 45 minutes left. Yeah, that's that's being generous. I think there's like yeah, a I'm pretty sure. This is yeah, and here's God. the the thing. This is one of the things that's uh, again, Alex, you haven't seen the 1990 version, but Parker, you did, and this is one of the things that I hated so much about the 1990 version. It is right there. He just ate the kid, and then the scene ends. And I guess James McAvoy, and hey, James McAvoy, I assume, just sort of like walks away and gets in a car and, and drives away as Goodbye. if he fucking owns a place uh, guys a little bit of effort maybe for once in your Dude, life that is a thing in every single conjuring movie there is at least like 12 instances in every movie where someone is dead to rights and it's like bah! And then we just go to the next scene. It's like, wait, what? I mean, Why we, didn't they we just think die? About, and then you're supposed to forget we, about we it. We think about a, a good movie, like Scream or something like that. They see this awful thing, and either the survivor is dead and the killer lives, so that there is nothing to for anyone to walk away from. Or you think about maybe Hereditary, where a freaky thing happens to someone, but they use it in a later scene, and they carry it with them, and they mention it to someone else, and it's not just dropped. Like, it didn't matter, much like an entire child. I, if I'm liking this movie, I'm not sitting there asking, why does he just keep letting him get away? But I'm not liking it, so I'm picking everything apart. I'm like, okay, yeah, his whole thing is like he feasts on children. And like, I wish the movie said the thing the book says, where you get them nice and scared so they taste better. But also, that dude's 45, so yeah, who cares? So... Like, why is he why is he terrorizing these adults? Anyway, it's getting. God damn it, sorry, one more Let's thing hear. I just remembered. So we're going all over Derry this whole movie. Where the fuck are all the people? Oh, that's such There's a good no point. no one in this goddamn town except Steve. It's a fucking ghost town. Some of the best scenes in the first one are just like the shots of parents just like seeing something fucked up happening and then just turning away for whatever reason. Like, no, it's just a ghost well, town. Okay. There's no sense of the city being That's lived in. That's one of the things that I, I actually did like about the book. And I actually liked about the 1990 version. And I even liked about It Chapter 1. It's not so much an idea of, if you see something, say something. Respect your local government. It's, it's the idea that if you have power, you have to use it to help those without power. And it is so essential. And this town has, in a way, aided and abetted it... Uh, by by its mendacity, by the fact that it ignores all the racism, all the bigotry, all the homophobia, by letting it fester there. And that is added to its growth. That is aided fear in a way. In a way, honestly, I think that Stephen King was onto a genius, brilliant idea. And then he wrote the rest of the book. But the, honestly, the, the idea itself was good enough. And in this, they completely abandoned it. And I find that to be shameful. I think that was one of the best assets that the story, the narrative, had going for it. And they just let it go. Because apparently they just don't what care. Are my f Sorry. One of my favorite, favorite scenes in the first movie is uh, when Henry and the bullies are carving up Fat Boy's belly. And that car drives by, and they look at him, and they just keep so driving. Essential. And that balloon pops up in the backseat. It's so good. Nothing like that. The closest you get is 
that girl just wandering away from the bleachers because they're watching middle school baseball who in the world we're at the game we have to continue that's the thing is alex you you know how much i am the rules you have to stay in the bleachers you felt me like grabbing your arm and holding you down whenever i don't know cody bellinger was up i don't know like no one actually cares about even mlb you can go and get another hot dog come on the girl just wants to look at a firefly the only good scene in the movie and it's never addressed that that mother isn't grieving over her daughter. So why should I care about her? Like even the first one just makes like a two second point to just like show a missing kid poster stapled on top of another missing kid. Like that took two seconds to have them flip through and be like, yeah, no one even cares about that kid anymore. That's the Nothing. thing. It's like Mike's just like, oh wow, here's some clippings. Things like, are fucked up. You guys gotta fly like, back George's your George's death was really fucked up and gruesome and graphic in the in the opening kill of the first movie, but it it was also really bad because they kept coming back to us it. like we miss this kid. This kid's life mattered. That that little girl who like, didn't even have a Henry name, t- they call her Henry what, t- Ricky or something like that. She never comes back. The little kid who didn't have a name who existed only to get screamed at by three different forty year old men. He never comes back. Uh, the, the the gay guy did, who got killed by Pennywise. He never comes back. That never. Oh, he came back. Oh, yes, that he does. one scene. Yes, he does. Barely even matters. He comes back to hand Bill Hader the fucking obituary. Oh, don't even flyer. start with that. Eat my farts. <laughs> yeah, like in the first movie. Yeah, but what's happens, the brother's name? Stuttering. Uh, Bill Dembro is stuttering Bill. Because like even in the first movie, like we see him die, and then Henry bumps in and was like, "Look, we've been taking it easy on you because you're dead, brother." But like this shit's on now. It's summer. Like. Everyone knows what's happening to these kids. It's affecting all the kids and no one else. And this movie is just, well, we've gone too long without a scare. There's been a bunch of old people talking. Don't want the teens to get bored, so we'll kill a kid yeah, real quick. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the scenes in the original movie where Emily Perkins is being bullied by Henry Bowers and his gang. And there's an old man who walks out of his house. He sees it, but he doesn't want to get involved. And he walks away. That is a parable they're telling everyone who's in the audience that you need to stick up for the little guy, the one who's getting bullied, who is getting picked up. Oh man, up. bullying builds character. Let Unfortunately, the answer to that is just to have fucking Charles Xavier go. You have to get out of here. You have to tell your parents whatever. Get the fuck oh out of this town. Like, All right, you, you are so underselling it. I don't know if you don't want to wake the little woman, but oh my it's goodness, four in the morning. It is so loud, so in that kid's face. It's actually kind of funny. Um, Guys, there's an hour. Yeah. This okay. Okay. I'm going. I'll do the best okay. I can. Let's just. I'm so, so done. Let's just so bear with they the decide ending, they will go to the haunted much. house. You know, the one that wasn't in the 1990 version and wasn't in the book. They go there anyway because everyone liked it in the first one. So they go there and no one's ever really gone. Here's the thing. I I they this had I I will admit my favorite scene in the movie even though it was so it put it on a T for me they painted my name on it with chocolate frosting and Parker you know what I'm talking about the thing reference is it I oh, yeah, I liked it very much I'm sorry I if you're going to do it like that one of my favorite scenes in one of my favorite movies you're going to put it in there thank you Stephen King and Ellen. Yeah, it's Paul. very much. I know what this is, but also it's the thing I like, which is more than I've gotten yeah. in the last. The, two re- hours. the rest of the scene was a waste of my fucking time. So they go down to the sewers and uh, they decide that they will do the ancient engine. I mean, Native American ritual, and uh, 
Yeah. Fucking Chief John Rancor. Where they uh, they they find the Rat King with the royal icon, and they have to take it back from him, and then they drop it back in the sewer again. Oh yeah, that's really interesting. Anyway, so they go to the sewers, <laughs> and they um, they do the uh, ancient ritual that Mike lied to them about, and they're like, "Oh, Mike, you lied to us. What the fuck?" And then I guess they're still cool with him. I don't know. Anyway, this ancient Indian ritual, Native American ritual. I would have let that guy get Yeah, this ancient Native American in yeah, about half a uh, ritual that they come up with. It's really important that they do this because it's going to work. Uh, you know, guys, we haven't like outright said it, but like we all agree, like we're all packing our bags five minutes after meeting Mike, right? Like we're all getting the fuck out of the dairy, right? Those kids are super. I, I mean, I'm gone. There's, yeah, okay. I mean, here's the thing: the movie establishes very clearly Pennywise is not going to kill me if I'm not in dairy. Pennywise will kill all the other people in dairy. Here's an idea: leave dairy. Did anyone hear that? Ghostly it's back. Voice? Oh man, sucks to suck. Uh, new phone. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. I've been waiting like 27 years in dread of this. Anyway, here, I mean, one of the biggest questions is, why did they listen to Mike? <laughs> why would you ever listen to this guy? He's like, you have to find this well, interest. See, he went on his vision quest. So, I mean, <laughs> John Redcorn and I, I drink some So I found thing. this ancient calculator yep, that but. had a Chuck E. Cheese token, and I'm going to burn it because it's made <laughs> of metal. Like, come on. You see, Spider-Man, you have yeah. my blood in you. <laughs> All right, let's get to this abominable fucking CGI giant now, cloud Alex, spider. Alex, you told me that the CGI ending was your favorite part of the movie. Explain, please. Sorry, that was weird. God, really, it's a fucking Marvel movie. We get to the end, like, all right, here's a big dumb CGI thing for forty-five yeah. minutes. God, damn. yeah. I don't okay, like so movies anymore. Just kidding. I'm watching. I, 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 I will tell you about my favorite part of this scene, but it has okay. nothing to do. Can with I? That can dumb I get to spider. beforehand? Uh, I just really hate seeing anaconda movies. Me too. Movies. Anyway, so uh, we'll get to we'll get to all this stuff as far as we can. Um, oh Jesus Christ, this fucking movie sucks. Uh, so we get to the ending, and oh no, the true form of this is actually uh, at least part spider. Now I will admit this was in both the 1990 version and in the original book. Is it was a big giant spider? That's not scary. You know what else isn't scary? A part clown, part spider. But they decided to do it. You guys like the clown, no, right? Isn't scary, dude? Space aliens that are millions of no, years no, old. No, no, Alex, you don't understand. Clowns are scary. Clowns are scary. Like, literally, Parker, just throw Parker. out the second half Clowns of this are scary. book. Are you scared like, of the clown? just throw it in the trash. Like, I could not stop thinking about how much better this would be if this was just a 10-episode Legend of Hill House. Because, boy, Lord knows that has nothing to do with the book outside of a couple characters' names. Like, god damn it. I agree. I agree. Like, the clown is very scary. Thing with so they all split up like in Scooby-Doo. And Bill you. Denbro goes to the same, uh, like, water basement from the first movie. You know that scene that was really touching and really effective? They do it again. God, they got split up for the so first they decide to, time. Anyway, sorry, Bill Denbro kills a younger version no, of himself no. with nope. the same weapon from No Country for Old Men. Do you get it? <laughs> anyway, there's another version where Jessica Chastain and uh, older version of Ben, who ben. Uh, turns out they confess... Ben 10, ben 10. Where Ben 10 confesses his love Mr. for Jessica Tennyson. Chastain, who has been finding over... Wow, whoever wrote me this fucking dirty-ass piece of shit postcard back when I was 13 years old, that's the most important thing that's ever happened in my life. He's like... Oh yeah, uh, I wrote it. Anyway, she confessed. They 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 love each other now. And that is the most two hours. And Let me do that transition for it. It goes like this. Way. 
Anyway, so the next scene is Mike. I no Richie and Eddie. Oh, it's the three doors. Remember in the first movie, the good one where they have was like not very scary at all, scary, very scary. Oh no, he's walking us. Let's go with a very scary. It's a, a pair of legs with no top to it. That was no, yeah, that that's not scary. Dude. I it kick turns that out shit they were down. right. That isn't scary at all. But they decide, oh, he's not fucking with us. Let's go to not very scary at all. A cameo appearance from Spaghetti the Dog. Yes, good girl. Happy you got to appear in a Hollywood movie before me. Stupid bitch. Uh, not in a dog way, because you're a girl. Anyway. Uh, yes, the Pomeranian. Parker, did you like the Pomeranian in It Chapter 2? It's not the same dog. Was I supposed to? <laughs> this one's got balls. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can you imagine, like... It's you can like smell it in a way, right? You can sort of smell the desperation of the people who put this in there. Like we yeah, have to get the normie when laugh. Callbacks right? go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> when callbacks right. go wrong, dude. Like, it's yeah, just, wouldn't God. that be so funny? Damn it, I hate this movie. Tan it up, baby. Boy, I did not hate this movie this much two hours but, ago. Like, Here you we say are. that, but like Parker, I know <laughs> I how much movie. you like Marvel humor, but this is Marvel. How dare you? This I'll is, flip this to quote Spongebob, or, or to paraphrase Spongebob, this is advanced Marvel humor. <laughs> it is. This uh, is the they open that door season. and it was just Ryan Reynolds. Oh, like, I wish. I wish at this I point. I think you would have killed uh, And then yeah, Mike is in there doing... I'm not even going to lie. Like, uh, what what, so what exactly was Mike doing? Was Mike doing anything? The, the, the black guy? No, why, why would he do something? That would involve him oh, having yeah. something that's, to do. Yeah, crazy? that's for the whites. Anyway, so Mike, I guess, just exists. Thank you. Um, wait, he, he's, he's doing nothing. He, wait, I don't think he does anything during that climax. I, if I'm missing something, like, then... Like, James McAvoy comes back out of the water from that scene, and Mike goes, Oh, you're back. Oh, that's what he does. And oh, sp- that's it. I still yeah, have the lamp shade of, with the Yeah, well, on. anyway, speaking of things that disgust me, uh, not black people. Uh, uh, anyway, so the oh, scene geez. where Jessica Chastain is locked in the bathroom, I get it. That makes sense because, like, that bathroom, she had a really emotional scene in there. Same thing with Ben. He had a, I mean, that was his clubhouse. They never established it, but it was like, I understand. That's, like, part of his childhood. But, like, Jessica Chastain is stuck in the bathroom, and you see all those faces trying to get in at her, and one of them says, here's Johnny. Did you did you know myself. that Stephen King wrote I... The Shining and they made a movie about it and then Jack Nicholson does that line? Would you like to see Doctor Sleep? It's funny because you know Stephen King hates that movie, so like, why would you put that? Do in you think King like Stephen King, King, King saw but, that scene you know. and like threw his drink at the screen? <laughs> no, that's I, a bad one. You guys agreed to do the movie how I wanted the movie, and we're gonna sell my bike. Wrong. And it's supposed it. to be four oh, hours long God, and shitty. Damn. Anyway, uh, so all this ends, and then Alex, I, I I don't remember. I'm sorry, I got that brain disease. I I, I just can't remember. How, how do they defeat the clown? There's got to be some way to okay, defeat the clown. Okay, so... You know, it's crazy. You know, we have this, like, million-year-old space evil. You know, these Indians tried all their dumb rituals, you know. Apparently, it's just been killing everything on planet Earth for all this time. He's the destroyer of worlds, right? But the thing is that all of these times and all of these 27-year-old cycles, no one ever had Twitter. <laughs> so nobody thought to just tweet at him. Like... You guys, you just, sometimes 
the only way to defeat the greatest evil in the universe. The diametric opposite to this giant, benevolent turtle that only wants to help people is to just post at him and to tell him he's a little baby clown, a little baby clown dick who is just tiny cock and not scary and he's just a little baby boy. Are you going to piss and come, little baby clown? And he knows knows Moriarty and he's been defeated by the, the space baby and then he dies because he turns into a little baby clown in the squish's heart. The worst part is, so we go through, it feels like 30 minutes and I'm trying to figure this out. As I'm screaming in my head, you've done this before. Y'all beat him before. We all saw the movie. You guys know how to do it. I know you know how to do it. What are we doing with these tokens? Why do... <laughs> Just believe. It's like fucking Tinkerbell. You just believe and he goes, man, and then runs away. Believing doesn't work for Eddie. Who gets fucking murked. Well, love to they see it. should thought about that before should've... we decided to not actually believe. So what happens when you showboat instead of just playing the game? <laughs> they, I mean, just the, the complete lack of effort. Anyway, it's... It, the, it's <laughs> Disgraceful It's so act. important to us. And I know we talk about this so often. And we love movies with good endings, right? I mean, we would hate to have a movie with a bad in, ending. In theory, I, mean, I don't see many. We we hate to have a movie theory. with a bad ending, like it chapter two. So next week's episode is good. no. That's uh, it. It's, it's one of those. That's the last forty-five. Oh my minutes. god! The scene where they're looking for the glasses was wasn't that just pathetic? Oh just have you ever lost end. glasses somewhere? You're not exactly. finding good shit. Like that is the most unrealistic. And, and in a lake, movie. a dirty ass lake, really. That's the best he could do. And now, oh, I guess Bill Hader really was gay for Eddie, the character he had no chemistry with whatsoever. I've loved you my whole life. That's why we haven't spoken in thirty years. Yeah, I forgot you existed, but now that I'm back in this town, I'm in love with you again. Even though they they, they weren't even that close movie. to begin with, he just picked on him because he was an easy target. They just did that because I I don't even know. I, I it doesn't make sense. I mean, I'm gonna like I asked Chris this after the movie because I know he is a fucking book reader, but I was like. Was this supposed to tie into the child orgy somehow? Like, were they connected because of the child orgy? Am I just not knowing about this because uh, I don't read this book? And he's like, no, they it, made it up. That is 100% so, true. Uh, okay. Richie was not gay in the original book, at least not as far as I remember. In the child orgy, no, they didn't. The boys didn't fuck the boys. It was all they ran a train on Bev. Thanks so much, Stephen King. That's you're so right. You're so original and creative okay. and the best writer in American history. I mean that's the thing is and here's the worst part of it is I really thought that this movie was going to end on like a pop scare sort of thing setting up it chapter 3 but it doesn't it sets up like the wildest ending I think I've ever seen in my life where they imply that it was not a killer clown at all which by the way I actually kind of like the scene where you see Bill Skarsgård without the makeup and he's applying it never come back to that thanks for nothing Uh, it's like he's not a clown Oh, that'll be in the yeah. prequel. He's don't not worry a about it. He's not a spider. Don't do this to Actually, <laughs> turns out the entire time he was Bigfoot, and most of the time he was just fucking with them. <laughs> Dying Pennywise looked like Clint Howard in that Star Trek episode. Too nice. Thank you. <laughs> I got you. 
Uh, let's talk about something that doesn't suck. Yes, please. Disagree. The National Football League. False. Now, we have gone very long. I have things planned for this season. They're going to be revealed in time. One of them I was not expecting to be turned over so early, but we'll get to that in just a second. Just a quick record check for our teams for the first week. I'm 5-3, and three, Chris is 6-2, and two, and the unfortunate Parker is 2-5-1. and one. Ooh, Hell yeah, baby. Now, and one. <laughs> now, a core component of this game, which you guys are now finding out for the first time. Yes, sir. Is that whoever wins any given week gets to assign whoever loses that given week a movie? Oh hey, wait no! Hey, wait a second. I don't know if you. Ha I don't know if you have something ready for Parker I do. this week. Oh, but, uh, poor, yeah. Go ahead and lay it on him, buddy. Poor bastard. Okay, cool. Parker. I I want you to describe in one damn adjective. God the, damn it. The sort of world that Il Superpisto lives in. Oh God. <laughs> Would you describe well, it as whimsical? Chris, you can't say it in one word because this isn't for kids is more than one word. I believe he prefers to go by his proper title, The Super Beasto. <laughs> the The Super Beasto. Uh, yeah, uh, Parker, I, I'm sorry. I've been saying this for too long. I would explode if you didn't watch The Haunted World of El Super it's Beasto. fucking week one, man. Yeah, yeah, this is... I just want you to know. <laughs> Again, I think this is going to be good content. You commenting on a Rob Zombie movie, you like his shit. What could possibly go wrong? Alex, go on. That's the meanest thing you've ever said. <laughs> so, you know, we were going to play this nice and straight. Everything was going to be simple. And then people tied. Oh. And the one thing that I had in my back pocket all season was a special game for any anyone whose team's tied. Now, me. while I was watching, <laughs> while I was watching football, I was like, surely no one has chosen the Cardinals or the Lions. There's Impossible. no way this is going to apply to Come the game on, of games. Buddy. And then I noticed my good friend Parker chose the Cardinals instead of the Seahawks. We had this oh, discussion. What were you thinking? We had this discussion about how my dad loves Kyler Murray significantly more than he loves me. Which is a choice. Now. I'm here for content. I will give you a choice. Oh, good. Of two categories. Oh, fuck I me. love choices. You can either have NFL trivia or previous episode trivia. Oh, let's go previous episode trivia, baby. Important, yeah. NFL previous trivia never goes trivia. Okay. Yeah, I've, NFL trivia has failed me several Big times. Trivia <laughs> really hurts. All right, now you're gonna get three questions. Which is important that is you gay. answer. It's important that you answer as many of these correctly as you possibly can. Oh, cool. And for once, they're sort of real questions. All right, oh. thirty seconds on the clock. Oh, balls. And question one. What do the bees in B movie hate the most? <laughs> Shit! <laughs> oh god damn it! Pass. I'll get back to it. Oh okay. <laughs> you passed on that. It's the easiest right. question. Question in two. The world? Question two. What is the name of the bar in Roadhouse? <laughs> Fuck me. Go back to question one. Come on. <laughs> I don't know. Even I know that. Question three. What is the name of the bear in Bear? Oh, fuck. <laughs> the real life name? Yes. Son of a bitch, oh dude. I'm, fuck this. Oh my Ten God. seconds. Assign me whatever. I'm over this. <laughs> well. Can I fill it at least That's your time. I'm sick of this shit already. So, you're not totally dead. We're playing a game called Kissing Your Sister. And your sister, in this case, is Chris. No. And now Chris will get the other category. No. And... 
As long as Chris doesn't manage to beat you in this, okay. then you're fine. Yeah. What's but also, if you guys tie, there is a very unfortunate, nasty surprise. So Chris oh, will handle NFL trivia. Okay, let's hear it. All right, Chris, question one. 30 seconds on the clock. Yes. What team has won the most Super Bowls? <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's, it's a tie. It's a tie between the New England Patriots and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Each of them have won six Super Bowls. That is correct. Yes. Question two. Which current NFL team if you just add up all of the, the players on their rosters receiving yards, has the highest total. Uh, current year, 2018 or 2019? Yeah, not not like this year, but like career stats oh. on their roster this year. Uh, and keep in mind, I wrote this question yesterday. Uh, I'll go with the New England Patriots. That makes sense. That is correct. Hey. Question three. Who was the one millionth Patriots Twitter follower? <laughs> <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> doesn't matter you beat parker <laughs> parker didn't get any of them correct i'm two for three <laughs> you you did beat parker which means parker you can choose to either watch some content or take a crank next week oh no that's very vague of you uh parker i will give you this if and this is a big if if i am allowed to assign the content i promise you on my heart and on my honor as a former Boy Scout, I will sign you a movie that I think is good and that I think you will enjoy. Seems like a trick. What's the time limit on that content? Um, I'm gonna need, it, um no more than no more than two hours. All right, I can so, deal with that. It's, okay, it up. Deal with that. Solemn, not taking up. the crank for next week because that could mean so many things, and I know you. Well, good. Let me just open this envelope. See what's uh, what's in store for you. I don't know if I'm oh. going to sign it. Oh, no, you're not, buddy. Oh, I was no. going to tell you that Whoops. that warning didn't count. Oopsies. I have a gift for you. This was a mistake. I hope I could change my answer. It is called Blood Runners, and it stars Ice-T. Oh, fuck yes. <laughs> oh, never mind. You chose correctly. Everything's coming up harder tonight. <laughs> this all worked itself out. <laughs> Now, Parker, there is one more reward for you as the loser. I have Super Beasto in front of me. What more <laughs> could I take? Not more and Blood Runners. Don't worry. Yeah, You've only down. got these two movies. It's fine. We're taking it nice and easy. What could possibly go wrong? I will allow you to choose one of the eight teams that has not been chosen to own. Go Lions, baby. Week. Super Bowl <laughs> Lions. Let's Lions. do this. All right, Smart Parker man. has the My Lions cats. this week. <laughs> I don't even know who they're playing. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> scoreboard week two survey says they are hosting the los angeles chargers of los angeles my favorite horse team that's a coin flip and a half right there these fucking teams <laughs> who knows who knows we'll find out next week on the game of games the fuck do you get a tie in week one <laughs> football sucks ass And that's the tea, sis.